Now Nick Jackson on doing the back. What is that? Gummy bears. Gummy bears all over the ring. Joey Ryan, the spirit of the gummy bears. What an idiot. Come on, man. Save, I don't care. Save Candace. Gummy bears are stupid and delicious. Welcome back once again to the Stupid and Delicious Wrestling Podcast. We have a very special episode today. Uh, we have guests from OSWA Wrestling. Um, we have Bobby Popham. Say hello. Hello. Hey, do I have to have some kind of license? I know we're here in the, the boonies of South Carolina. Do I have to have a license? Because oh, yeah. you know how regulated this crap state is. Got, I'm sorry. I got two. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not trying to throw off. Recommendation oh. What? So that for proof I'm not biased, so I can actually be on this podcast. Uh, you're in Okay, well let me let me start. Okay, let me start that over. I know you're going to keep recording, but let me start that over. Hi, my name's Bobby Popham, and I love the town of Spartanburg, and I love the the state of South Carolina. They can be regulated all they want to, and I'm going to like it. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and introduce myself. I'm Jake Hughes, and I hate the local sports team here a lot. They're terrible. The local one in Spartanburg. Whatever's going to get me cheap, Pete. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That 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 he, tends to work better in towns that have local sports we'll teams. Wofford, Wofford maybe. Well, yeah. I saw some <laughs> I saw some soccer going on somewhere up here. It looked like a really nice uh, little field. I hate thing. the upward soccer team. <laughs> okay, the upward, upward the upward sports. The upward sports. And our and, third guest. And I'm Johnny Walker, and I'm not saying anything because these two assholes on the left of me are going to roast me if I mess up. Hey, what's so, that beside you little, there, Mr. Johnny Walker? It's the belt that they requested that I bring in that I only had in the car because I had it in the car. Johnny, is your middle name Mark by chance? <laughs> your mom's a Mark. <laughs> so this is the OSWA Divas Championship? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> Divas title. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, Bobby, and you, uh, Johnny, started OSWA. Right? He's Johnny, I'm Bobby. Yeah, okay. yeah okay. that's what I said. Okay. Did we? Okay. Well, Bobby's right. the owner. Bobby owns the company. <laughs> I just thought that one day it just happened. It, it did, just it, sprung it, upon us, and we were just doing this. It, it, it kind of feels like that now, because we just went through our fourth um, Halloween show, which was our first show. And we were sitting in a Waffle House. We had been doing MMA out of the gym. And MMA guys, there's two types, badasses and guys that want to fight in a bar once and want to fight. And nobody wants to pay to train or get better. And we were just kind of tired of it. And we're like, you know what would be fun? We've got a wrestling ring. we got to go ahead and bury Donald Higginbotham real quick. <laughs> yeah, we do have to mention Donald Higginbotham. Donald Higginbotham, I hope you listen to this because, uh, you know, Donald Higginbotham was our heavyweight MMA champion there for a while because this guy could just he, he's one he's like Rocky he goes out there and gets the crap beat out of him and he, he gets the crap beat out of him so much but the other guy would get so tired of it that they would just gas out and then he'd come back and they'd stumble and over into Donald's legs and he'd choke him out or something you know yeah it was insane yes yes he really is pretty Only much Homer has more teeth well but, yeah <laughs> but, but poor Donald I mean he started with all his teeth but 
I don't know what happened to them. They just I don't know what happened. You can draw your own conclusions. Too much time in the Waffle House. Too much time. Well, I met him at Zaxby's, though. I met him at the Zaxby's. In Habersham County, it's the same thing. Told him we're having a fight night tonight, and and didn't think the kid was going to show up. I think he's like 17 at the time, and lo and behold, there he comes in. Then we say, you need to start training, of course, because that's what an obvious thing to do if you're going to fight in a competitive setting. Train. Yeah, we'll have none of that. Training's overrated. He had none of that. Yeah, practice. Yes. What's practice? Yes. I, don't, yes. I don't get that. So, so, so we got we got tired of the the BS that came along with that. He had a ring. He's like, I've been wrestling for years and had retired because I got tired of the same people that are still in the wrestling business in Georgia um, that I'm tired of now. I mean, I just got tired of attitudes and you know only your buddies you know could do anything and. Um, if, oh, you're a champion at another show, we're going to bury you on our show to make ourselves look better. And I got tired and I walked away and, um, and he's a huge, like I said, he, I told y'all before these two guys know more about wrestling history. I mean, they l- truly love the business. And so we just decided why not let's do it. And so we kind of co-founded it o- over a many conversations at two o'clock in the morning at the Waffle House. Yes. We went there. We went there right after the show. That's the Waffle House. There's Level Grove Waffle House. When when you can't get into that one because it's so busy, then you go to the Level Grove one. But it's like it's like flipping a coin. You know, some days, some sometimes it's it's extremely busy. Sometimes it's just dead, just dead. I was just talking. I was just talking. To, I was just talking about that on the way up here. I was like, "Where in the fuck are we? This is just such a. I, I'm sorry. I hate the state of South Carolina. I remember one time I went on a vacation, went to Edisto Island, and like I was driving there. I was like, I was like, we're gonna die. There's and nothing then, there. And then you get there, boom, Edisto Island. And then on the. Yeah, and then and then the, you go to buy beer, and they're like, we don't sell sell beer at the liquor store. You got to go next door to Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, and then so then we were coming home, and we're driving down the interstate, and there's an exit, and it says Road 23. <laughs> and I was just like, all this time they still couldn't like name it after a a Dan or a anybody. They were just like, just keep it Road 23. Just keep it Road 23. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Isn't there a town called like 96? There is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the town. 96 South Carolina. There's also a six mile South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. It's right by the 12 mile river, which also makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> where the hell are we? Yeah, I, I, could, I probably said that, what, four or five times on the way. I'm just like, where, where the hell are we? Yeah, the only thing that anybody from outside the state of South Carolina knows about us is 85 runs from Atlanta Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. People, people, and and on that stretch where they're in South Carolina, all they do is complain about how bad the roads are. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty much our claim to fame. (laughs) We have shitty roads. My entire 31 years of living. Okay. Um, Now, Bobby, have you ever done any wrestling yourself? 
Of course, for the last three years. For the last three years. No, um, it depends on. I, I did amateur wrestling. I'm. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I've, d- I've done martial arts uh, pretty much all my life, and then I, when I in school, I started. I wrestled through school, graduated, oh, and everything. And uh, you know, of course, I was a wrestling fan. It was. It was all about wrestling. I mean, I got made fun of in school. I got bullied because um, I wore a bushwhacker's hat in sixth grade. And uh, God, I, I got buried. I got buried because <laughs> I got my stepmom. Listen to this crap. I, my stepmom signed me up because it was a brand new stepmom at the time because uh, dad remarried and got put me in a basketball camp. Now, you ask these two guys how much I freaking hate basketball. <laughs> I hate, hate basketball. Sports. Well, mostly, but, you know, basketball has is is got a special place in hell for me. Um, and I. And I made the mistake, and, you know, of course, I was hitting sixth grade. I didn't really understand the click aspect, didn't understand the popularity crap yet. And I made the mistake of wearing a Bushwhackers hat to the to the first day of basketball camp. Yeah. Uh, they threw they threw basketballs at me as hard as they could and tried to and tried to embarrass me. And um, so from there on out, I was kind of embarrassed to be a wrestling fan in a way. But, uh, you know, uh, heck, I get to do this crap now, you know, for a living. I own a company uh, along with, you know, these guys and – it's it's really funny, you know, uh, I, and I I say the same thing in my martial arts class. They made fun of me also because I did martial arts because hapkido martial arts was uncool at the time back in the time because it's all about being a football player. If you're not a football player, you're stupid, you're crap, and you're whatever. So basically, I ran into a guy that used to make fun of me all the time. I ran into him a couple years ago at a restaurant, and uh, he asked me what I did nowadays. And I was like, well, I teach martial arts, and I own a pro wrestling company. So I get to do what I love. What do you do? I think he works for, like, the Coke company. I was like, well, STBY sucks to be you. I love that. I love that so much. It's an awesome story. That is great. All right, OSWA is, like, um, the show that I went. I've only been to one show. So it's very family-friendly. And I, I'm not used to I'm, like all the shows. I'm, I, it was kind of refreshing almost to go of to the show and was, see the refre- and see the little kids like so excited. It was, re- it was refreshing to not see somebody go. You hear some muffled, like evanescent song, and someone just walks out of a door, and they're completely <laughs> soaked in water, and they're just like, "This makes a fucking noise out here." <laughs> and I'm, the, and then he gets in the ring. He's like, "I'm the baddest fuck." And then the other guy comes out. To like, what is it? Come on, let's go, or all the other generic crap. And then you have another guy that looks just like him, who's the heel, but he's doing the same damn thing. And then they just start hitting each other with VCRs and bleeding all over the place and smacking their thighs when they lock up. We've talked about. Oh, oh, yeah, here. Oh, oh, where's Periscope? I got both mics. Are we super kicking each other? Oh. Hang, uh, I got. I'm, I got to interrupt. We did a show. It's probably two months ago. Main event. We do this whole thing. Zach Daniels makes his return. Clint's got one over on me. I'm crying in the crowd. Get back to the back. I'm sitting down. I'm taking my boots off. And Jackson Carter walks up to me. And he goes. He goes. Jacob. I did something bad. And I was like, "What?" And he goes. <laughs> I elbowed a little kid, and I went, what? And he goes, he was like, I was standing there behind you, and someone grabbed my ass, and I turned around real quick, and my fist just punched a little kid in the face. <laughs> he goes, are you mad at me? And I was like, no, I'm not mad at you. Just, And I was like, Clint, come here. 
<laughs> go take Jackson yeah, to go apologize to that little kid. Out, I'm like, I'm cool See, I'm a teacher, so I'm surrounded by little ones all day. And I'm tiny. And there's times where I'm like, you know, I'm gonna... shot elbowed in the face because you didn't think about where you were yeah, standing. You were standing. Well, I mean, to be honest, some of the most entertaining points in that show were when the little kids got just really upset because the heels punched their birthday cake. I was going to say, Dad was like, wow. Their balloon. <laughs> but I felt bad for elbowing the little girl in the stomach because she looked at me like I'd like thrown her pony in the, and like drowned it. But but I was sitting at the end of the aisle and I had my phone in my pocket and I reached back to grab into my pocket as she's coming around the corner and just walks into the elbow and then she just holds her stomach and gives me this look, and I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm trying to take a picture of Lane Cross. You're going to have to excuse me. And the problem is, and the problem Priority. is, Priority. is we average over 100 fans per show, even just our regular shows. We It's rare that we don't hit 100 or hey, plus. Is, is that indie numbers or is that real numbers? Oh, no, that's real numbers because okay. if it's indie, if we're talking about indie numbers, we average 129 per show Hang on. because you got to add a third. Hang on. And div- you didn't call that spot that little girl in the back? <laughs> what is wrong with you? You trying to Shakespeare and call it in the ring? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? She sold the shit out of it, though, right? She's actually in the costume contest later, and I had to look at her in the ring. But, <laughs> but in, in a way, we, we need a bigger building. I mean, it was packed. Y'all saw it was packed. It was very and our big. Yeah, it was packed. And we do that. I mean, even our normal shows are usually pretty much sold out, but it's such. For what we do, unless it, you know, we start hitting 200 every show, um, it's just perfect for what we do. It's, it's nice and intimate. We try to be real careful with the fans. But what makes us really different from everybody else and what everybody is now trying to duplicate is when we decided we were going to do it PG because of Bobby's other businesses, um, you know, and we decided we were going to call ourselves heroes and villains, and we decided we were going to have trading cards. Did y'all see all the merch and stuff? Yeah, the trading cards were pretty cool. And we have a game, I and mean, we have a freaking card game now. Um, when we decided we were going to do all this kid-friendly stuff, we really had to go outside the box to find guys that could work. And you'd be surprised at how many guys that say, oh, I can't wrestle your show because I cuss. Like, okay. I can't work PG, Clint. I can't work PG. I can't work PG. My finisher's called, like, the cum blast to the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> The Abominator? It's not my gimmick, bro. Why don't you just use initials, man? It's going to make me look weak, bro. So, so it, it's you. Kid, little kids get hit, but honestly, we're very lucky in the <laughs> fact that most of the little kids that get hit belong to some of us. Like, Will Caution does this huge flip over the top rope and kick some little kid right in the head. I've just got done with my match. They come running back. There's a kid crying. They're hurt. Oh my, no! I was in the ring when he it was a battle royal, and he flips out and kicks this little yeah. kid, and I'm and I and I go into manager Clint. You get the you know, ass, grab that. Check. Oh wait, oh wait, it's a striker's kid. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Just keep working. <laughs> just keep wrestling. I thought it was a real kid. It's just one of our guys' kids. And we're like, no, she'll she'll be fine. It's a striker. He he beats him and stuff. That wasn't a real kid. <laughs> They're like little Volvos. Yeah. You just spray them down with a hose. And it's like a bouncy ball. But, we, you know, we don't use guardrails. I mean, I ha- we have them. We have them if we need them. Um, <clears throat> but we don't use guardrails, and that, that's sometimes kind of the things that happen. But of course, that's one of the uh, thousand things that all these experts out there that, you know, run shows for 80 million years that they told us that we had to have guardrails. And I can understand where they're coming from in that aspect, but I'm one of those thing- people that, 
I'm going to try something at least once, maybe twice, maybe three times. I don't know. It depends how good it is. And then basically. Can we just go do another subject? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, hey, hey. Keep the mind keep straight, straight, straight. Okay. Um, but, you know, you know, we don't use the guardrails because I, li- I like the more intimate setting as far as. I know. We, I, we're still talking about wrestling now. I know. I'm using words like intimacy and, and all this crap. Three times, four times. What is it? Five times, five times, five times. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. And, uh, you know, I like the more, you know, we a smaller building. We have the more intimate setting this because, you know, we treat everything. We do, and when I, in all seriousness, when I say this, we, we, we treat it like a family. We really do. All the way to through the fans, all the way to me and to Clint, to Jake, and all the way down to the to the littlest fan that we have, or the or the, the first timers, or the, the person stinger, yeah, to the little stinger, crowd. the little stinger brother. <laughs> Which I, I, I got to interject, and it's it's a family, you know, and that's kind of what my philosophy was. But go ahead, there, Mister no, Jake, I'll let you talk now. About time, brother. No, we're talking about the family. Like, there's we got fans that are they're regulars. Yeah, everyone every show has that, but it's to the point where like. I remember I wrestled. Um, it was a, it was I think it was the last memorial actual memorial match I did with Rod. I got out of the ring, I put Rod over, and there are people crying, like grown ass men crying and <laughs> hugging me, and being like, "That was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, dude." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" You know, like, yeah. it's still real to me. Oh yeah. And, but I, but I mean that's one of those things. I mean I, I don't speak for these two, but it's that like Rod, for instance, oh, he wasn't there at that show. Rod had an actual legitimate injury, and we were talking. We're like, he's gonna have to take time off to go to rehab and see if he can ever wrestle again. And I was like, I remember Clint goes, the only he's like, I'm gonna say this. You're gonna think I'm crazy, but the safest way for us to put you out is you taking a pile driver. <laughs> And Rod and Rod goes, "Fuck, you're right. Yeah, I gotta do it." So, so Rod, so so let me let me just put myself over here. So we're sitting there. Rod wrestled. I wrestled Rod's match for him because he couldn't work, and I work Kit, and he gets on the mic. And they're he's, a group. They're in a bad guy group together. Rod so we're sitting there, and Rod gets on the microphone, explains to the crowd, "This is real. I can't wrestle anymore." I can't feel my left hand. I'm forgetting things. I'm going to have to go to the doctor. I don't know how long I'll be out. And so I'm sitting there, fake crying. You can actually see that on OSWAentertainment.com with Rob Bolt's retirement. Get a plug. Plug whatever you want, brother. Brother, you're talking to the best, okay? <laughs> so, and I get up there, and I'm like, I got him by the shoulder. I'm like, I'm like, dude, your family. Fans are crying. Fan- Fans are grown people. Grown well, ass men and women. Tell them, tell them. At first, it, they were all like, thought it was just yeah, kayfabe yeah, he gets and on stuff. The mic and and there were people would not let him talk, and he finally had to say, "Guys, this is real. This is I'm, I'm really fourth walls down." And so they went from like, <laughs> "Fuck you, motherfucker!" to "I'm so sorry." And so, so I grab Rod, and I'm like, "But the thing about family is, you got to cut the weakest link out." And I spin him around, my manager hit guts him, and I pile drive him, <laughs> and the crowd's dead silent. And it was. <laughs> It was the scariest because they weren't like hot throwing shit at me. They were just like, "You killed him!" No, no, we got. I I had already gotten a neck brace from a dude I used to work with, and they got a board and stretchered his ass out with a neck brace. And fingers were coming to me when I'm trying to walk through going, "Is he okay?" And he's he's giving the whole. Why would they do that? I mean, just ate him. So then, 
So fast forward three months. It's my birthday. We're having Jake Hughes appreciation night. Clint has, <laughs> of course. So Clint's like, you know what? I got you a big ass present. So there's I got a big ass present on the stage. And so and so we're we're we work our match. Finish was pure gold, by the way. Zach Daniels sets me up for his Celtic cross finish. I slide out and just go. Dick punch. Disqualified. <laughs> That's Doug's finish, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine's in the tank. Tank punch. Tank yeah. punch. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Do you work as the soft cell? Yeah. Okay. Well, so we're so I'm in the ring, and Clint gives me this big-ass birthday card, and it says, Happy Birthday, Jake. And I'm reading it. And on the inside, it's like, you're a fag, all this. Just. <laughs> so I'm sitting there reading it, and Rod kicks the... Rod said, I'm in that box. These people cried when I retired. And he's like, I've never felt anything more like no feeling like it as he's waiting in this box to bust out. So he busts out. People start just instant tears because Rod's back. And I'm sitting there re- like, I can't fucking read. Like, I'm like, oh, the card's so big. <laughs> and Rod gets in there and pulls the card down. And the, I mean, it was, it was nuclear. It, it was, was the loudest insane. I've ever heard it. And then he hit me and gave me a pile driver, and it was like I'm laying there, and he's in my face, and we had this whole thing. Thanks to Kevin Nash for any time one of us does something to the other one, we're like, remember, did his fucking favor, and so he's saying <laughs> that in my face, and I'm like on the inside, I'm smiling and I'm mouthing the words, and I'm going, spit on me, spit on me, spit on me, spit on me, but he wouldn't do it. And then, but like back to my original point, it's like there's no there's no better feeling than that like. Yeah, I'm in the middle of Cornelia, Georgia, and there's a hundred little hicks out here. But for for the 15, 20 minutes you're out there, you're Superman for them. No or you're Lex Luthor, and they hate your guts, or they love you, and it's there's truthfully no better feeling for it. It really is like a drug. I can believe that. That sounds like it would be the, the best thing in the world, no matter which way it went. And I was going to say, when Bobby says family, I wanted to throw this in, too, because we were talking about how we're a family. Um, all the popular kids in Georgia, whenever we were told we wouldn't run six months. Oh, y'all won't last six months. It was three months. It was three months. And then it was six months. And then it was you'll never outdraw us. And then we started outdrawing them. And then it was fans don't matter. And and it just every time we hit a milestone. No, I'm, dude, I'm telling you, these are these are the gods of Georgia wrestling telling us that fans don't matter because we outdrew them. And they hated us for it. They hated us. For it. But Fans so they don't started. Matter. Wrestling matters. Blood matters. Marking off the four horsemen from twenty years ago and running the same storylines matter. It doesn't matter what yeah. year. So, so who who do you consider the gods of Georgia wrestling? I don't want to open that can of worms. They know they because because oh. let me t- oh, we'll tell you off we'll tell hey, you off Mike. I'll tell you something. Okay. You're right, in right, you're right. in South Carolina. Okay, that's a little above your pay grade. <laughs> Oh, we will. He's sitting right here. He's got yeah, di- they're going to blast me. He's got diabetes me. and his dick don't work. You assume I get paid at all. Hey, the, <laughs> government, the government gives you a stipend check every month. You stand in line for it. <laughs> but they, they, so they, so when we started out drawing them, and I'm not talking about by a few people. When we started doubling what they, everybody else was drawing, and not there's a couple of shows in Georgia that still draw real well. But oh, yeah. we really. 
for a regular running show every other weekend for the last three years, there are very few shows that can say they draw like we do. And it's because we got good storylines. But they, were, they started saying, oh, they only draw friends and family. And so we started referring to our fans. I got on and cut a big old promo about, they say you're only our friends and family. Well, guess what? We love you guys like friends. And turned it around on them, and the fans go nuts. We don't have fans. We got family. And they hated that. I mean, they hated us for it. Everything they slung at us, we just turned on them. Who's they? The popular kids in Georgia. That's the uh, journalism we'll, degree in me. I'm trying to, we're I'm trying to br- find out. We'll let you read the burn book. We got it in the trunk. Yeah, we do. <laughs> mean Girls. Yes. But no, I, I agree with you on storyline because as I've only been to one show, I was actually telling Scoot when we were driving home that night, I was like, that was a really good show. I was like, I feel like it, it being my first show, I was drawn in immediately to what was going on. Joe and PK. You know, Joe. it was Ooh, it was great. Joe and PK. Let me let me They are the best at. I'll let you but they are the best at bringing someone in first time's never been there and when you leave you know why every single match happened. Mm-hmm. Joe and PK. And and we left that night. No, we, we're, I, I almost felt like, man, I really have to go back. Let me now. let me give you let me give you a backstory on Joe and PK. When we started, we had Jesus H. Christ, give me that damn thing. <laughs> Bobby's having some trouble <laughs> opening so, all the Halloween candy. They're actually indestructible Kit Kat. You'll never get into that. You'll never do that. I'm so proud of you. I'm so, don't let anyone ever tell you you didn't make something of yourself. When we, st- no, when, uh, when we started, we had like just random ass people that would show up being color commentators and people people that don't know think color commentary is easy you call what's happening and then you get out there and you're like um bill's grabbing a headlock looks good and it just sucks and a lot of people don't use color commentary because they're like well you can't hear it when you're live at wwe so why would you use it and then it's like you're just watching the same thing eight times in a row yeah that was the only that was the only indie show i've ever been to that had commentary like that where you could hear it yeah one of the one of the best things we did we went to a a pwx show the first show we went to in in north hills in hickory and we sat right in front of where the two commentators where they were doing it for the dvd DVD, and it was great we loved it it (laughs) Mm -hmm. but so when i when i was 18 i got a job at publix and Everyone was always like, wow, you're big. What are you doing? What are you lifting weights for? And I was like, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. And everyone said, you know that's fake, right? And I say, <laughs> and I say, so no, my, mine is, I go, what? <laughs> that's the best you, response. I said, are you, are you telling me Tom Hanks doesn't have AIDS? Oh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia. Boom. Roasted. But so I told people and someone was like, yeah, you know, Joe and the uh, deli, or not the deli, I'm sorry, the meat, the meat department. Joe was uh, he's a big wrestling fan. I was like, really? So I went back there and talked to Joe. And Joe is the biggest asshole commentator. But he is the sweetest human being on the planet. Ever. And he would sit back there in the meat department talking to these sweet old ladies. And once I'd like we had talked about wrestling, he'd be sitting there talking to me and he'd 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 be talking to like an old lady and I'd walk up and wave and he'd be like he'd be like, Yeah, true. And like we had the oh, well, let me tell you something, mean gene, and just instantly go into <laughs> yes. like He's like, you got the brothers, the prayers, the vitamins, the 24-inch pythons, brother. And he'd just do it over and over. And so I told him, well, I'm going to go train to be a wrestler. I'll let you know the second I start doing actual matches so you can come watch me. He's like, okay, that sounds good. We start 
the first official now illegal to say sham slamming Saturday night or the sham slam sham slam. I took it. Uh, the high school had the sham slam um, tournament, amateur wrestling tournament. And um, it's funny because I'm actually helping them this year, but they at one point they didn't like me, so I just wanted to get back at them by because I was <laughs> like, I didn't have it copyrighted, so what are they going to do to me? But they, you're using our stuff. That's the stuff we've been using. So what? So he's so got the, it's a it's a spot for Bobby. <laughs> so we, we they made an event, and I was inviting my friends on Facebook, and I was like, Joe never uses his Facebook, and I didn't have his number, and I was like, I'll try inviting him. I'm sitting there in the locker room, and someone's like, "There's a guy named Joe from Publix here." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, no." And I went. He's like, "And it, you got to know Joe." But he was like, "Oh, dude, what's up?" And because he's from California, yeah. oh, dude, from the HB, basically, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so then he came, and he was, I mean, he was so into it. He's like the only person that was like active. And and hammering our and our whole locker room at the time. I, I think I was the only bet. Everybody was green and new, and they were hammering the kids, the, the faces, hammering. All of them coming back, going, "Those dudes! Are, I, I didn't know what to say. They were just like kicking our." Ass. Well, the first the first show it was just Joe, and the next week he was like, "I talked to my brother Paul, and I was like, dude, you got to come to this." And so. His brother PK came up and they sat in the crowd just hammering everybody. And Clint comes to the back and goes, You think your buddies would want to be color commentators? And I was like, I'll ask them. I was like, We got to get them away from our guy. It's because they're killing them. They're killing them. So I was like, Hey, Joe, you and PK want to be uh, commentators? And they were like, I'll ask him. And then the next show he came and he, I mean, he had like the vest, the sunglasses, the hat, the, the feather boas. Awesome. Dude, I mean, just like that. And we did a we actually did a festival one show, or one sh- festival show, and Joe showed up and managed, and he was like, "I'll just be a heel manager since there's no commentary," and he was just like hammering these little Boy Scout kids. <laughs> this little kid comes up and starts going and just beating the shit out of Joe, and he's like, he was like, "Excuse me, little man, you can't do that, okay?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he, but he was so proud of himself for getting a kid so hot that he came and attacked. But they they are they really are amazing. Other shows have tried to steal them. You know, y'all should come work for us. I mean, I mean, they because you can you can come in the show and you you know for six months what built to the match that you're watching because they really do touch on it. They make or break us. Yeah, yeah, they really. And if one's gone, and like I, I'll, I'll sit in with Joe if PK's not there. Sometimes it's okay, but but, but it's not Everyone's the same. Like, something's off. Yeah, it feels like the match. It feels like everything's off if one of the two's not there. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we came on a night. They were both yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, it's rare. It's rare if they miss. Yeah, I can't imagine so. how hard that has to be to call a match though and keep it interesting. I, you know, they're, but they're brothers, and so they've been going at each other for so long. That they just, which is natural. Like like Anthony Marinelli, who's our commissioner. Joe will call him Anthony, the wrong name. Anthony Macaroni three times and never repeat it. Anthony Piccadilly. Anthony Macaroni. Anthony <laughs> uh, some. I mean, every, he'll do it all night, and it's never the same. Night. They're just. Mm-hmm. They were born to do what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. that good. It'd be like if it was me, I'd be like, their boots don't match. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So much heat from this manager for PWX because we made fun of his shoes on he our podcast. <laughs> we like, what is he wrong really with you? Really angry at us, you idiot! What you wear matters, does it not? Yes. Okay, that's exactly the point we're trying to make. Is your ring gear, attire, whatever you're doing, 
That, that was, guy got like really, really mad though, didn't he? He, did. he went off on oh, all of us. For like two hours yeah. on Twitter, nonstop, he was just mentioning, mentioning. Well, like, just, oh, he was awful. just shit talking all of us individually. Yeah. We've been there. Oh, it was a good day. Uh, we loved uh, it. It was fantastic. We, were, we, we loved can it. Take some heat. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. yeah, we can. I think we, we've been we've been in the sauna for like three years, haven't we? I remember. Uh, Have we even got out of the sauna yet? I think no. they just. We're well, be I there think they're still. What well, What's funny is like when it started, these experts and these guys would get on, and they would just. The, one of the biggest things that blew up was. No, I'm not getting that. You, not, I, that that's your I'm baby. Talking about that's the your baby, show. brother. I'm talking about the dollar show, brother. We were, we had a show where we were like, we don't have anybody for. I'm pretty sure it was, it was, it was Jackson Carter and Cody Fairview, and we were like, we don't have anyone for him to wrestle. So me and he actually have to leave. He lost his match, didn't he? Where did he go? He's not in town. Okay. <laughs> Boom. He came to Spartanburg. <laughs> yep. he's, in, he's, in, he's in 96. Yeah, he's from South Carolina. <laughs> he came home. <laughs> he's probably, it was probably worse than being like exiled like Napoleon was. But when we started, we were like, we don't have anybody for him to wrestle. And I was like, me and another dude were like, we'll just put on masks. We'll be the masked mimics. And... Mimic famous wrestlers. Well, I said, "You be Hogan, I'll be Savage," and he's like, "Cool." So Clint, at this time, wasn't wrestling. He's like, "I'm here with the mass mimics. They're getting ready for their match against what were they at the time? Deadly forgiveness. Deadly forgiveness. God, what an awful name! <laughs> 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 no, no, no. We're, I'm gonna stop you right there. What's our stable name? Why is everything deadly? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Oh. What they? I think what. They took a, what they did was they took two dartboards, one with the adverbs and one with the adjectives, and they were just like, Juh, Juh. and then they got deadly. Don't they know that it's a lot easier to just use like a dog or a donkey and let them eat off a plate and like take it to the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's what I would have done. <laughs> well, so we're like, well, let's just do it. So Clint's like, I'm here with the mask mimics, and then I came in. I'm wearing a mask and a headband. Yes. <laughs> and I was like. I, I don't even remember. I was you like, did the cream of the crop. I, no, I, did, I started to do – I mixed a bunch of them. I said cream of the crop, the cream of the crop. Elizabeth says go left, I go right, blah, blah, blah. Tell him about it, Hulkster. And so the other guy comes in as Hulk, and he's like, well, you know something, Mean Gene. And I'm just spinning around. I'm spinning around <laughs> doing the whole savage thing. And he's like, it just makes me want to – and he starts going – well, the pie, and so he tries to rip his shirt off and can't. We put it up, instantly get hammered. They're like, "This isn't even a good promo. This is terrible. He can't rip his shirt off. What's wrong with him?" And they're like, "That that's they're like that's that's a terrible Macho Man impression. Like, wow, someone needs to teach them how to cut promo." And it and it is on YouTube still. Yeah, it's it on is. our YouTube page. I'm gonna go watch this. Right after this, I'll do it right now. Probably. I won't do it right now. You, I had $200 as pills. That's, that was what we agreed on. $200 and a bottle of Somas, baby. I need some Somas. Get the We've got some Bud. Aluminum foil there. Oh, of course. 
But that that's that's the first time we got on the map. We were on the map then because our, our views on YouTube went from like 30 views, and that one video went to like, what, 400 views because it got put on one of those blast sites or whatever. Yeah, so and, and comment after comment after comment after comment. From about, the same company. Yeah, I kind of think I kind of think they probably had like five different fake accounts, and they were they were they were hitting every account. Log out, log in, blast. Log out, log in, blast. And then they just kept doing it and everything. And but you know, and that was at the point where we were like, you know what, FTB, we're just going to do what the hell we. They're going to hammer us no matter what we do. We're just going to do whatever we want. But that was what I was getting to. Was like, it 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 really got a struck a nerve with all of us. It's like. And like we were talking about on the way up here, I was like, when I was a kid, um, the first time I got to record Nitro for my brothers, I had two older brothers, was the Club La Vila when Sting, main event was Sting and Luger versus Hogan and Savage. Sting came down from the helicopter, and Eric Bischoff is selling the helicopter blades like, (laughs) and the refs just standing in the middle of the ring. Um, But that was the first thing I got to record, and I was just like, completely enamored with sting and i knew right then i wanted to be a wrestler and so i was like getting into the business i was like everyone's gonna be like me everyone's gonna be this mega mark everyone's gonna love watching matches and dissecting it like you're a student and all this stuff and then it's just middle school all over again it's just like so-and-so's fucking so-and-so's old lady and they're a doo-doo head because they won't go under to me yeah and so but, it, like, we would get so hot about it, and then we kind of realized it's like, when you feed when you feed the beast, FTB, that's our cover for FTB, when you feed the beast and you feed the trolls, it gives them something to get on, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, no matter how eloquently you explain yourself to them, they're still a fucking idiot, and you're not going to change their mind. And so, me and Bobby were like, and this one was the worst to not listen oh, to. I would lose, I would, like... I would get in my car and call Bobby and go, just just pull up the address and just pull up the address of this motherfucker. I'm going to go to somebody. Dude, like someone, someone would be like, guess that O show's running and they all suck. And then like me and Bobby would be like, really? And come back. We find their fucking address and burn their house down. I want to see the look on their kid's face when I'm choking them out in the middle of a yard, spitting in their mouth like a sexual beat. Wait, I got to decide. I'm sorry. I got to go. <laughs> I, would lose, I would lose my mind because I was, I was the daddy. I trained, you know, the first guys that walked in the gym, him, I was Bobby. A, I was last. Them, you know, and, and, I, and, and I, we worked our asses off. We were training and still do. We, our company opens the gym up to 40 hours a month. Up to 40 hours a month just for training. There's not a company out there that freaking trains like he that. He's going on a problem. And let me tell you something. And and so we were, and they're like, oh, you suck. Yeah, but what are you doing on Tuesday night? What are you doing on Thursday night? We're here driving. Some of the guys were driving an hour. Cup of coffee in the big time. Yes. <laughs> and and we're, you know, we're putting in 30, 40 hours getting no help. The, every, all the popular kids are like, oh, if you work for them, we're going to blackball you. But guess what? We were still training. We were still getting. We had matches that were horrible because we had no choice of who we used. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, our first show there were nine of us, and I wasn't wrestling, so it was really eight. Our first show there was like eight or nine of us, and it was there was probably forty fans, and they were probably all friends and family at no, the no, time. No, no, brother, indie, indie numbers. Oh, indie numbers. There were seventy-eight people. The there were seventy-eight people, and and it was. Terrible. 
terrible. I mean, Bobby got turned into a zombie. Yeah, Jake on. had to come and save I me. I had no on. hair. Hang on. hang on. This was it was October twentieth, the first show we ever ran. Two thousand twelve. October twentieth, twenty twelve. And apparently, in the three years since then, we've had four Halloween shows because none of these two motherfuckers can count. But that's that's beside the point. That's beside the indie point. Indie numbers, brother. Oh, indie, numbers. indie numbers. It's indie, indie numbers. Indie I'm indie counting like the rest of the indies. We've had it like it's the 19th. Well, that's the thing. Hang on. I got I'm sorry. We I'm going to go all over the place. So you just But you guys do that so I don't feel so bad that we're doing it. Hanging in the lines. But let me give you a quick backstory on me. I decided to be a wrestler. I needed something to kick me in the ass. Um I lived in Kennesaw with a stupid um Bitch ex girlfriend. Um, so, so there was a place called Supplement Depot, and I'd go in there and buy my supplements. And I became really good friends with this dude named Brad. And so for six, seven months, I was friends with this dude, shot the shit with him every day, blah, blah, blah. I go in there one day, and uh, I'm buying pre workout. And I can hear him telling somebody a story. And he's like, he's like, yeah, when I was in NWA, they took shots of us front, side, side, back to make action figures. And Magnum T.A. said, he was like, listen, you've got to give me that personality. You've got the best personality in the locker room. You make all of us laugh, but it doesn't show through in those pictures. And he walked away, and I was kind of downtrodden. And Hawk from the Road Warriors walks over and says, hey, Brad, next time he tells you that, tell him to fuck off because his dick don't work. <laughs> and I was, and I was yeah. like, And I was like, what the? And so I walked up there. So I'm talking to him. So I'm talking to him, and I'm like, you know, Brad, I didn't know you ever wrestled. And he was like, yeah, it was former life. And I said, I said that's all I've ever wanted to do. And he kind of shrugged it off because how many dickheads are like, man, I want to be a wrestler, and then they take a bump and squall. Place called well, yeah. Well, one time we were standing there, and this kid walks in. He's like, do you know anything about gear? Talking about roids. And Brad, and Brad was like, no. And he just turned around and walked out. And he was like, well, anyway, so uh, so I was like, I said, that's the entire reason I ever picked up a weight. And he was like, really? He said, well, you got a good look. You're, you know, you're a respectful kid. You got the size. You could do it. If you ever need any help, let me know. You got my number. And he gave me his number. And then I'm like driving home, and I was like. Light bulb. I was like, oh, f- fuck. That's Brad Armstrong. And I'd known him for <laughs> like 10 months at the time, and I was like, never just never clicked. And so he actually he passed away between our first and second show, and so the he died on like November second, I think November first, and then November second or third, we had a show. We had a show, and Rod agreed to put me over, and that's where me and Rod's friendship started because he was doing me a favor, and we were just two green ass kids working by feel and trying to put on a match, and that was the first one we ever had, and so I decided every year on his birthday I would do a memorial match. And so then June 15th comes up, and our flyer says second annual Brad Armstrong Memorial <laughs> Match. I was like, he's been dead for seven months. I don't think that's – I was like, that's I was like that's not how annual works, guys. But – So we had like – I once Brad told me that I could do it, I think that was a kick in the ass I always needed to go actually train. And so I went and found another promotion someone told me about. I trained there for two weeks, and they moved. They moved from – I was in Kennesaw, and then they moved an hour and a half away, or an hour and 20 minutes away. Well, Cornelia's goddamn 
yeah. 110 miles from K- Kennesaw. And so I was like, I was like, well, Clint was like, you should just come up and try it. So I showed up and trained with Clint, trained for two weeks, and, and then the show started. And Two weeks. Two weeks, got in there, and I was nervous as shit. And so the first match was one of Bobby's characters, and then Bobby was Bobby Popham, and right after intermission, Clint came out, and he was like, because he was Commissioner Clint, he was like, Bobby, some homeless guy was scrambling around the trash cans, and Bobby went out there to shoo him away, and he got bit, and now he's acting funny. <laughs> so Bobby comes out in zombie paint, and he, like, crawls his ass out to the ring, and he starts attacking, attacking Clint. me. I'm in the corner. He's going, ah, ah, ah. And so here I come, all jacked up. I was, like, 250 pounds at the time. I was massive. And short hair. And short hair. And so I'm wearing a shirt that says, I like it, I love it, I want some more of it. <laughs> Which I got from a dumpster. but Like, so, literally. No. Okay, good. You were more careful than Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> so I slide in the ring and I I power bomb Bobby and the entire match was I'm gonna hit Bobby with power moves. And it was the first time I'd ever like actually had a match and I I spent like two weeks leading up to that like, Okay, then I'm I'm gonna hit him with a clothesline and then I'm gonna hit him with a with a suplex, which sadly that's what a lot of people do in the locker room now. But so I had like the whole match planned out, planned out, planned out, got out there, forgot I ever got in bit of it. And powerbomb Bobby. And I remember like we both threw a clothesline and he busted my mouth open. And Clint's like, How do you kill a zombie? Because he was expecting people like, Go for the head. No one got it. And everyone's like And Bob was like and Clint was like, Go for the head, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, because well, Johnny Walker always used the kendo stick, so he gave me the so he hit Bobby zombie Bobby in the head with a kendo stick and I hit him with a like it was a Michinoku driver, I think. Pump handle Michinoku driver. And then one, two, three, and I won my first match, and I'm bleeding, and I go to the back, and my mom turns to my girlfriend at the time. She's like, you think I should go check on him? <laughs> <laughs> you got to love mom. Yeah. But what the hell were we talking about before? Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't really. It's, yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But, but let, me, let me say this real quick. Um 2012, the first of the year, that's when we stopped doing the MMA the first of the year and, you know, told told Donald because he's pretty much the only consistent one left that was actually doing it. <laughs> Apologized to him at the Waffle House and then decided to start the wrestling thing. May, we did an open tryout. You took you took him to a public place so he wouldn't cause a scene. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, that, that, You're that, breaking up with me? That's, yeah. And he thanked me and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, uh, then flash forward to May. We we decided to what, hold open tryouts. Open tryouts. And uh, <laughs> you know, I was there. And we had uh, Peter Passavong and Mike, uh, a striker, was there. The big tall yeah, some some emo kid. And then um, some emo kid? He, that, that's, still, that's still wrestling. It's, it's still raw. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and we had about ten guys, and we had this big guy named Todd. He just he's he looked like a lot Jake. This is before Jake was to come in and everything. And, before the uh, and we we were like, heck, we'll start we'll start a show in July. We'll just start in July. Well, we get there and ten people, ten people uh, start, and then the only people left after like the first day was uh, myself, a striker, and the emo kid. And uh, and I think that Todd guy. And I think what the second the second practice. The second practice, Todd wouldn't take a bump, and his 
and his dad, who's older than old dad, gets pissed off, starts cussing him out, and gets in the ring and just starts bumping and embarrassed him, and he would never come back because his old oh, man no. made him look and, like. And shit. this guy looked just like Jake, and, and I mean, I know he works. He works at the GNC now. I see him a lot and uh, everything. Still, yeah, yeah, that guy he's still muscled up. Yeah, <laughs> but and and I looked at Clint and I was like, can we run a show with two people? <laughs> it's like, no, we gotta. And 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 of course, you know, that was when Clint was talking about that. You know, we 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 did go to these other places. We went to like through two or three other indie we went shows to that much were established. Every show we knew that ran anywhere near us because to say, we, hey, we wanted to be respectful. We, we wanted we're to running be, a show. We're not running on the same time as anybody. Not the same date. We're not going to be advertising at your place. We just want to let you do it. If you have got some green guys, we'd love to have some help. And everybody was cool. Until it came time for us to run a show, and then everybody was like, "Oh, yeah, I'll disrespect." Well, 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 we, you know, they they were like, they were like, "We'll, we'll, we'll, you know, if you bring them over here and our trainer trains them, then, then, then that, that's the only way it's going to work." It's like they wanted one hundred percent control. I guess they thought that we were just supposed to fall in line. But basically, I was like, Clint, I was like, Clint, I, I wanted to be respectful, but I never said anything about asking permission. You know, it's one of those things where if we're going to do something. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a grown man. I you know I've you know my parents taught me to make decisions, so I I started. So we were talking about July, but we didn't have nobody to run the show with, and we were like, and like I said, Jake hadn't come into the picture yet. Then all of a sudden, I get a call from my buddy Kyle uh, that I worked at worked when I worked at Walmart. Oh God, Walmart. When I worked at when I worked there. Oh yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, he called me up or he sent me actually a message or something. That said, "Hey, you in the rest of the business now?" And I was like. Uh yeah, what? Yeah, what? What? what yeah, what's up? And he's like, and I haven't talked to this kid since I left Walmart because I've been gone from Walmart for a long twelve years now. I think. Thank you, thank you. I, I got out. Yeah, thank God. My some of my family didn't, but I did. And he's like, I got some guys down in the Buford area that you know want to learn how to wrestle. And of course, like Jake said, you know when you got guys say, "I want to be a wrestler," ninety percent of the time, it's BS. But. And I was like, well, bring him up. So we, we were doing wrestling practice on Sundays. From Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Yeah. And uh, they came up, and this was and, – and, and then Rod Bolt, uh, Chad Gentry, and Phil uh, Phil Shadburn walked in the door. And, and I was like, oh, cool. We got three guys. And, you know, we didn't realize it, but these guys, came, we came very close. And But at the time, it was the first period. I still had the picture that – because I did profile pictures of everybody that came in, even when we did tryouts. I still have the pictures of them, and it's so funny the transformation of them then to now. But they just started. It was funny. They just really connected with us. So it was myself, Clint, uh, Ace, and uh, Rod Gentry, uh, Chad Gentry, and uh, Phil. And we, um, and I'm getting to my point here in just a second. Flash forward, we practiced, and then we postponed July. We we're like, no, we're gonna just, we're gonna wait till October, you know, because July was was upon us, and we were like, we're, we're still don't have enough people. Then comes the guy with the clown boots. Mr. Jake Hughes, yeah, walks in one day, and Clint's like, got this new guy here, and I'm, I look up, and there's this guy wearing these red and white clown boots, and red I look in the dang ring, I look in the ring, and Clint's like, Clint's like, Clint's like, hey, Bobby, I need you to go in there and work and see what he's got, and I'm like, why do you, yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Wanted, I think wanted me to work trunk. him, and I'm like, who is this guy? Because I have a cousin that looks a lot like him that I hate. <laughs> and, and if he's listening, I'm sorry, Kevin, but, you know. But fuck off. But, yeah. But, guys. but I always tell Jake, and Kevin will get mad when he hears this, but I always tell Jake he's the cousin I, I wish I had, you know, so. Poor 
But I was, I was, I was, I was kind of had a little reservation toward him. But you know, Clint wanted me to get in the ring and work, and I was like, why me? You know, why can't Rod or you know Hollywood do it or something? Chad Gentry's Hollywood and everything. And but anyway, we worked, and then remember the first show we talked about this when we went on the cruise and stuff uh, about. You know, you were promised all this crap because you know how most indie, all indie shows do that. You know, you were going to be the champion and you were going to win all your matches, and then you don't even get a match for the first show. You work me as a zombie, and then the only reason you got the next match was because of the uh, the memorial thing and stuff. And then we were going to put the we we're going to put the belt on you. Then we we're going to put the belt on Hollywood. Then we we're going to do. I can't remember. And I don't even remember who the heck got the belt first. Did you get the belt first? Yes, I did. Okay, you ended up getting it, but ultimate champion three times. Wait, so why does that three happen? Time, three time, three time. You know what else? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> well, hang on. S-A-D-W. These delicious wrestling. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Dumbass. No, what happened, Clint's like, Clint was like, he was like, uh, you're going to be the big like, powerhouse baby face. And I was like, okay, cool. And then he's like, he's like, you're going to wrestle Zombie Bobby and you'll beat him. And then in the Battle Royal, Taco's going to throw you out. Oh, yeah. And then you're going to lose to Rod Bolt. And nothing against Rod. I love Rod. I give him a kidney out of my body right now. But Rod, Rod is what five six. Yeah. I outweigh Rod by like eighty pounds, and I'm a foot taller than him. He's no Jake Hughes. No, nobody <laughs> is. But I was like, at first, I was just kind of like, oh, well, okay. But to answer your question, why does that always happen in the Indies? It's because it's like I'm just going to keep them all happy, so they're here once the show starts, so they feel obligated to wrestle in this bullshit that I've put them in. Excellent. Okay, can I, so does it personally offend you? When you're told that you're not going to go over in a match. No, and let me tell you why. And I tell this to all the guys in the locker room every Saturday. I say, guys, if I had the money, which I I mean, I work at a print shop, I could do it. I'd put a damn banner on that end of the building that said, it's not fucking real. (laughs) And this end would say, it's not about you. But you know guys that get offended when they don't win. Oh, I get some guys hot when I talk about it being play pretend. Oh, there's guys mad because I got the strap. There are guys mad that I got the strap, and I co-founded the company. I have bled. Bobby and I have with a bled for the company. I held one belt in the three years. It was the corporate championship. Bobby and I ran a three-month angle where we never touched each other until the match. And he wrestled twice. Tell, tell yeah. them what, Jack. Uh, we do this ladder called the corporate ladder match. It's our only ladder match we do. And six man, it's kind of like Money in the Bank, but instead of the the briefcase, it's, it's actually our mid card belt. Which is the one that has now. No, that's no, that's uh, Adrian Phillips has it now. Adrian Phillips, that's and, the cruiserweight title. Right. Corbett belt's the IC title. Okay, and we had a thing where Johnny Walker was going in, you know, he, we're pushing him. He had interviews and everything. We're pushing him. He, he was going to be the big guy to win the whole thing because I've got. We said somebody it up. had it. Mystic Storm Hollywood yeah, had it at the time, and. Jack Stryker comes in, my, one of my characters, Jack Stryker comes in with a camera and acting like he's filming and stuff, then he hits him with a camera, goes up and snatches the belt. Because only he's the five champion participants now. were in the match. He's the champion now. And and then we Jake is going to give you a back, little bit of backstory of Jack Stryker and what he did after he won the corporate belt. So, only five participants, five participants were in the actual match, and we were advertising a mystery entrant. And so, Jack comes out. Because Ace is the cameraman, his brother, Ace Striker. Jack Striker comes out with the camera, attacks Johnny Walker when he's about to get the belt, and wins it. He was the mystery opponent. So then he proceeds to go and pawn the corporate championship belt. At a real pawn shop. He pawned it. <laughs> a, we went to a real pawn shop, set it up with the owner of the pawn shop, filmed him 
and left it on the shelf through the whole freaking shit. <laughs> that is yeah. And so, but but Cat the TV. there are people that are like, like don't get me wrong, I'll get, I'll go to blows with somebody calling wrestling fake because it is a sport. I've hurt myself. The back to what I was saying earlier, like I wanted to be. I decided right out of high school when I graduated in '09, I want to be a wrestler. I was 180 pounds and I was out of shape. And I took the time over the next two years to get to 250 because I, unknowingly, I guess, I had so much respect for the business that I didn't want to get in the ring and look like a fucking asshole that just bought some Which board shorts, just bought some board shorts and some kick pads and say, I'm a wrestler. Give me a match. But so I took Smack that, your fucking leg. So I took that time to, to cultivate mass. It's always sunny. So I did that to cultivate some ass so I could so I would actually look like a wrestler. And so I'm the first one that will defend wrestling to death. But at the same time I understand I know me and if someone called me out I would eviscerate them with words and I wouldn't kick their ass just because I know it's a work. I've always known it's a work. And so I have no problem when someone t- when someone says Jake I'm going to say, Jake, Jake, you got to lose. Okay, self. But, I mean, it's like, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a – because I know this isn't a real fight. You're telling a story. I'm telling a story. Yeah. And I will tell the story to the extent that it makes sense and it means something to every individual that bought a ticket to see me lose because that's what's right. And whether it's not – I told – if Clint goes back on Facebook Messenger, I told him – Hey, Clint, I know you're running a wrestling thing. I really want to try it out. I promise I will do whatever I can to make sure every single match I have is a five-star match. I want every single match I have to mean something. If you want me to go out there and lose to a one-legged midget, I will make sure it's a five-star match. <laughs> I love I said, that. So you mentioned injuries. Mm-hmm. What kind of injuries have you had? All I've, of you can answer this question. I've, I have been, been lucky enough to not be injured yet. Um, I think though I've I hadn't been knocked out yet wrestling. Uh, one time I was working on the bulldog roll forward, roll back, front handspring, and Crowbar Carson held his hands too low, and I rolled my ankle really hard. Okay, but I mean, in an actual match, I mean I've just gotten taters and stiff stuff here, and bruised myself, and I mean, Bobby, I've, I've never had anything. Any before. injuries? Nothing. Uh, <clears throat> my knees are starting to, um, you know, remind me of how old I am at this point. But uh, nothing major. I mean, busted nose uh, every once in a while, maybe a black eye. But uh, nothing, nothing major that's kept me out. Nothing um, major. I, I, I did a thing this weekend where I, I tried to Bret Hart it and tried to run into the turnbuckle as hard as I could. And when I, I jerked and whiplashed myself, and I had to take a second on the on the ground when I did that. But nothing. But that's the closest I think I've ever been to actually tatering myself and really getting me. Right. Stuff. I have no knees. Uh, both of them need to be completely replaced. I've had three oh, surgeries shit. here and four surgeries on this one. I have a uh, fusion in L4, L5, S1 in my lower back. I got, um, I got a back yatomy. I got a cage in my back. <laughs> I, I, um, I've had, pro- I think, nine concussions. I got a nice scar right here on the back of my head from a chair shot from a guy named Dark Gable. It's back during the ECW days, and we went out working in the crowd, and he went to hit me with a chair, and the fans surged. And he caught me right in the back of the head. Ow. And I worked the whole match telling him to take it home and kept kicking yeah. out and kept wrestling. Don't remember any of it. I, um, broken thumb. Um, 
Is there anything y'all won't do? As far as spots or as, any kind as of far as spots go, yeah. like you said, it's telling a story. I don't think it's necessary to go out there and be like, "Dude, we need to go out there and beat the beat each other in the sack with a VCR because <laughs> dude, it's gonna pop like shit." <laughs> like, okay, like I was actually it was the three way between me, Philip, and Curtis Coleman. Curtis Coleman walks up to me, and goes, "Hey, uh, will you take a sunset flip power bomb from the apron to the floor?" And I said, "No." Right. I, mean, I want to live. I was. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it. Truthfully, in my opinion, it sullies the actual artwork of wrestling, where you actually put on a performance rather than just being like, "You almost see me do something, almost die." <laughs> Somebody say something about me almost dying and bleeding. It's like, are you stuntman? Or are you telling a story? You know, stuntman telling a story. I mean, most. You know, most places that I go, that I've that I've been to. <clears throat> They don't really tell stories. They don't. It's it's about the matchups, and I mean, yeah, I, that would work under the right circumstances. But I don't. I'm just going to say it. I think a lot of these places around here don't do it right. Yeah. And I just, I'm just tired of it. And I've, I've I like kept a quiet. story. I personally like enjoy a story. Yeah. 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 And I've kept quiet for like three years, and I'm just, you know, because I've been biding my time. But I'm just at the point to where I think that people. Yeah, you know, I think. Uh, they want you to like what they like. They're forcing you to like what they like, and I think that's the worst way to try to get people to enjoy your product is to force them to like it. You know, because either you like it, I like certain things, and I don't like certain things. You you probably like things that I don't like. Exactly. We all like different things in this room. Yeah, like, we, all, we all have our favorite type of wrestling. Like, let me. I will watch New Japan Pro Wrestling all day long. It's my favorite. Scoot is like. He could watch Shimmer DVDs all day, <laughs> like that's, but he's not weird about it. Like that's just no, legit what he likes. Let me. Let me I'm going to interject right yeah. here because I'm about to cut the best babyface promo of all time. <laughs> Bobby Popham just said, "You don't want to be forced into something. That's just goddamn exactly. America, and I have the right to choose something. And if I want to, people have gone somewhere and died to give me that right." Let me hear you say it. USA, 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 USA. Yes, we just got promoed on. I love it. Yeah. And, and what if you want? Y'all saw you guys. Who can't? Who all was there? I can't April remember. Who was there. So you saw my match. Yeah. I'm 45 years old, broken down, beat up. That's all. Just 45. I know. I look worse okay. carrying this sack of crap. That's why. And I don't. I don't. I don't bump. I don't do much. And. We get in the ring when I when you know when I have to wrestle somebody. I first thing I say is like, remember, don't do anything stupid. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm I'll, everybody gets one bump. Um, let's just keep it real smooth, keep it real simple, and tell the story we're going out there to do. Jake and I will work a match. Bobby and uh, Bobby and I well, work seven matches. The Jack Striker match when we finally capped off that angle. Yeah, we you know? so for three months he's pawned the damn title. I'm wanting the the you know he's got a corporate guitar. He's out there right. He comes out in a Walker, calling himself Johnny Walker in a dre- woman's moo <laughs> moo, and saying that he wants to join my clan because I'm Scottish, <laughs> right? And of course I rush the ring. So for three months we are do we are cutting we're doing promos, we're doing videos, we're chasing it and never touching each other. Never touching it for three months. We get in to have this match. They're telling him, if you don't come with the belt, you're fired. The commissioner does. Well, he comes out. I don't have the belt. You're going to have to fire me. They play my music. I walk, they play a video of somebody getting the belt out of pawn. And I come in. I've got the belt. I throw it down. I beat the – we had a whole match planned. Yeah. A whole match planned, you know, eight, nine minutes. 
And we get in, and Bobby just keeps calling, throw me over the rope. Kick me in the face. Just job I me. Beat job me the out. the shit out of him for six minutes. Because that's just what they want. Bam, bam, bam. The fans were going. And we took it home at like five and a half minutes. It was a six-minute match, yeah. Yeah, and the fans still talk about it because we built this story. They didn't care the moves we did. They just wanted me to see me get my hands on that son of a bitch. And I didn't have to do no three and flips we, off the top rope or anything like that. All I had to do was sit there and say, beat the shit I out of me. I choked him. I punched him. I forked him in the eyes. I headbutted <laughs> him. I kicked him in the face. We did nothing. Who knew emotional investment would make something mean exactly. something? Exactly. Well, right? The thing is, you could sell the shit out of my finisher then. My we, finisher is the I can't even. <laughs> and that's where I just walk away. You I know? can't even. I can't that's, even. That's I'll half my out, match. That's my finisher. Do you do, you do this? Is your setup, your signature, like, stop. Stop it. Like, you smack me or pull my hair and I'm done and I yeah. walk away. Because you know why? Because no one can even like I can't. Okay. What is Dollar Mania? Okay, okay. Oh, you All just right. opened up a can of worms. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got I got to I got to I don't have much time we have left, but I got to take you back for just a second. Okay, oh, sure. sound, I'll I'll talk to I'll Okay, sounds good. Um A lot of people know Rick Michaels and I'm going to plug his name for a second. I've known Rick. I know I knew him back when, you know, when he was in high school, I was in high school. Um he's went his way since then, I went my way, but I bought uh, the first ring we had was a piece of crap I got from some guy in Dalton. Old and, boxer and ring, and I am so glad when I when I finally sold that ring and saw it traveling up the road, and I was just like, bye 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 ring. The second ring was um, there was a there was a gentleman uh, named Jason Speed, and he's um, you know he's uh, passed away now, but uh, he had a promotion uh, TNT, and a lot and, of our guys came from that. And promotion. a lot, of, yeah, and. Uh, Kind of, it's a it's a big it's a big sore subject, but with everybody in the lock, with those people in the locker room, they still kind of stay close to it. But uh, he passed away, and his grandmother inherited the ring. And Rick called me and because he knew I was in the business to get a new ring, because that ring we had, oh god, um, it was a spring ring, you know those those things that Aww. spring yeah. in the middle. It was like bumping on this floor. And yeah, Ugh. Rick Rick calls me up. He said, "I got I got you a ring," and I'm like, "Cool." Okay, how much? What? It, where's it at? He's like, it's 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 Speedy's ring, and uh, he told me what how much it was, and uh, of course I'm one of those people who like to haggle, but then I knew the situation, so I went right over there. Um, Doug likes to haggle. Oh, I love to haggle. Uh, I love to haggle. Uh, there we go. Bob, we call <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, we nickname Bobby's nickname is Bobby Popumstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Baby Jewy. Yeah. Bought the ring and everything, and um, anyway, uh, got the ring over. I think it was like New Year's or whatever. New Year's Day, went and got the ring, brought it back, set it up, and then me and Rick went over to Burger King, and uh, we talked and everything. I wanted to see how he was doing because I hadn't seen him in a while. And we were talking about ideas. I, you know, it goes back to the VIP thing. The VIP thing, uh, we do VIP seats at every show, you know, or it's great with families and stuff. Nice couch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I got that from the MMA. When we did MMA, uh, the promoter that I fought for, he did VIP seats. Charged like $800 for a VIP. This is MMA, though. This is MMA. MMA is a lot more because there's a lot more overhead with regulations with the Athletic Commission. But sell $800 for a VIP table. And he used to sell first row, second row, third row. He used to have like 10 of them lined up. I got the idea from it because I was like, why can't we translate over to wrestling? I told I asked Rick. I was like, hey, um, 
thinking about doing VIP seats for the um, for our shows. Not Bob, Bobby. No, no, that that'll never work. No, 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 that'll never work. You know, that, that's it's a different crowd. It's a different crowd. That that'll never work. And of course, we we sell out every time now. So, so Rick, I'm sorry, your advice didn't work. Um, second thing, and then then he goes into, and that wasn't a cut to Rick. We love Rick. No, Rick, I, Rick I, has I helped like, us a lot when a lot of people would. Yeah. Rick, I, like I said, I go way back with Rick. I've never had a problem with Rick Michaels. Uh, if he's listening to this, man, um, hope you're doing well. But Thank you. Thank you. But I just want yeah. to tell that story because he'll remember this when we were sitting in Burger King. I was like, you know, VIP says I want to do it. Oh, but brother, it won't work. I know he was just, he thought it didn't work, but I made it, we made it work, you know. So then the second thing was, he's like, yeah, I was working at this other show over here. And let me tell you about what they did. They did a dollar show. And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "No, they did a show. It was it was more just to get more fans in there, and we they charged a dollar for all ages." And I was like, "Well, what kind of show was it?" Oh, it was just a regular show, but they didn't really run any angles. They didn't really do anything like that. But they did as they 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 did the show for a dollar, and then they tried to get people to come back to the next week. I was like, "That's a great idea," but I wanted to take it a little step further. And I was like, I got with them, and I was like, "Hey, let's Dollar Mania, okay? How can we make Dollar Mania?" Let's go crazy with this. You know, we really go with the characters. We really go with everything. We really wanted to make Dollar Mania, like, just stand out. So have a character have a character named McFly, you know. watch back. the great, great, great grandson of Marty McFly. Yes. And we played yes. up so hard, the short version of that is, we literally did a match with um, videos preempting the match at a Halloween show. Our second did, experience. Did the match. Reverse the whole thing, had him on video go back in time in the time machine, replayed the videos with the small changes, restarted the match exactly. We took the entire, we took 140 people back in time, back in time at a freaking show inside that building. And people still will go, that was the coolest thing because it felt like we really, I mean, it was so. That's crazy. But yeah, there was a. Yep. Exactly. See. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. He did a big thing like Hollywood and him were feuding, and, and he's like, Hollywood's going to take over the world if I don't win this match on this day. Well, of course, everybody's like, okay, well, he's going to win the match because, you know, these smart marks out there are like, okay, McFly's going to win the match because they've set up this story about how he is, uh, if he doesn't win, the world's going to end. Well, we get out there, 30 seconds in the match, he hits me with a cell phone and pins me. One, two, three. And everybody's and the whole fans. His security guard throws him his cell phone. He's his like phone. McFly loses in thirty seconds flat, and people are like, "Uh, okay, okay, what the heck is gonna happen?" And then I get up and we lower the lights, and I and I, I kind of get up and I'm like, well, "Oh God, this this is not good." And I was like, oh, "Wait a minute, I'm a time traveler. I can go back in time." And then we play the little back to you, dun, 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 you know. And it sees him running and out, running car, out gets in the car, the car goes, hits 88, boom, and then goes back and we filmed earlier that day. We already filmed it, pre-filmed it. I come in and, and Clint sit there is like, what are you doing here, McFly? And I'm like, oh, I'm here. I go up and Hollywood's in the office with Shane talking about how they're going to cheat in the match. And I have this coffin. I have this coffin that was sitting there. And the whole time they kept looking down, I was like, what the heck is this coffin yeah, doing, Hollywood? that we played. He's like, "What is this coffin doing in my office?" He goes, "I don't know. That's not the problem. The problem's McFly." Yeah, we got to we got to take this guy. We got to take McFly and then McFly the whole time you see him at the, the coffin the hand and grabs the cell phone, pulls it back down, and then you see him leave, get back in the car, and then saw the see the time the the clock going dude back up to 10 o'clock cuz that's where we were in the present. And then 
they came out. Starts Hollywood's music people. all over again. Starts his music just like it. Nothing happened. His music hits. He comes out, does the same thing. Hits. He goes Shane, the same way. Hits the same fans, and everybody's just like the whole time going. Shane then goes Mc- in his pocket. Same setup. Goes in his pocket. The phone's not there, and he's on the other side of the ring. He reaches in his trunks and he pulls out. The phone, I got the phone. And then they go into a 12, 15 minute match. And then I finish the match. When? Oh God! Yeah, that was. <laughs> no, no, no! Dollar Mania. Dollar Mania. It wasn't and even I, close. Dollar Mania. You think that Macho Man Mimic promo was bad? Okay, we did Dollar Mania. Dollar Mania. It was the premise was it was McFly's time traveling adventures. He goes and screws up the timeline, so it's kind of an alternate universe, non-canon type thing where we we charge everybody a dollar. One dollar. It's our way to give back to the fans. And. uh Jake was the champion at the time, and he comes right up because everybody thinks it's going to be a regular show. And of course, don't get started about before the show how we were. I was pulling my hair out, what hair I had left, and uh, how this this show's never going to happen. This show, and Jake's just sitting there going, "Hang on, I just want to preface this: sitting on this couch, Bobby Popham has quit the OSWA fifteen times. At Clint least. Eller's over forty. <laughs> Every single time." They like one time corporate ladder. Bobby turned off something and it cut the computer off. It was playing a video. Bobby lost it. Goes into the he goes into his little closet. Bobby goes into his closet, starts losing his mind. He's like, I quit, I quit, I quit. I'm done, I'm done. I'll last my last match. I'm done, I quit. And then Clint comes upstairs and says, What's going wrong? He yells at Clint. Clint goes, I'm just fucking quitting. So then, so I go, I walk. I say, You're not quitting. Shut up. Gentry's going to handle it. And I said, you're not quitting. Shut up. Everything's fine. <laughs> but anytime there's like hard, just bullshit going on where we're like going to lose our mind, best show ever. Oh, yeah. And then the first dollar show started. And we, we started the show. And Jake comes out and cuts a promo. You're, you're, you, you, know, you're, you have your belt. Tell him, tell him about your promo, the interview. So I walk out there. I got the original Ultimate title. And I'm talking. And a phone rings. And everyone's like. Old school phone. <laughs> And everyone's just kind of like, and I went, and it's ringing. I went, oh. and I reach, I reach into my belt, and it's my belt phone, and I pull out a phone. So I'm like, so I'm like, hello, and you hear, hello, and I'm like, hello. What's your favorite scary movie? And so I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I don't have time for this, and so I hang up the belt phone. I keep cutting my promo. It starts ringing again. So Bobby's Bobby's up in the music room with like a scream soundboard. The soundboard, like he's clicking, it goes, hello. And I'm out there on the red phone. Hollywood and Shane are in scream ghostface outfits. Behind the ring with a phone. Doing like, and every, and I'll hang up on Hollywood and Hollywood will go. But while they were walking over there, Shane knocked over a bunch of puzzle piece mats while he's in like ghostface costume and goes. Just slowly picks them up, and so like none of we didn't we didn't practice anything. Nothing was choreographed. It was just totally by the seat of our pants. Hope to God this works. And then scream, Ghostface gets in the ring and attacks me. It's Hollywood, and he pulls out a banana, <laughs> and he's like, and he tries to stab me with a banana, and I peel it and eat it. It was a horrible snake. Because we busted it open earlier, so it had just gotten all soggy and brown. And so I'm like, so then I drop it on the mat. Hollywood catches me, and he starts to go for his move and slips on the banana peel. No one likes a soggy banana. No. Firm banana or nothing. I like mine a little green, just to be honest. TBH. So then that was first. 
Next was whoa! Completely forgot. We got to give big props to Hollywood and Rod Bolt because they took a piece of cardboard, eighteen feet long, four feet wide, and made our ring a goddamn Nintendo Entertainment and we System. Yeah, giant controller, <laughs> yes. fucking big, giant controls that plugged into the. That's screen. amazing. So then the game, Mortal Kombat. This was Scorpion. That was Raiden. I was Raiden. Rod was Liu Kang. And Hollywood, more props for Hollywood. More props Hollywood on. is the man when it comes to Dollar Mania. He is Martha Stewart in male form when it comes to Dollar Mania. He made this Sub-Zero costume that had lights in the, in the, uh, in the mask. And it would throw the lights. It would have the lights and everything. And um, it, we had like a four-man tournament. you know. Was, and we had kids come out of the audience. We had giant Nintendo controllers. And they sat there. And played the controllers, and we had the people inside the ring. And it, what is it? Was it Scorpion and no, no, uh, it was Sub Zero and Liu Kang? Freeze! And they they just stopped. And, and I come out yes. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So they so so, so they pull the cartridge out, and I got the fans blowing in the cartridge to make the game work, <laughs> and stick it back in, and restart. And they just keep going, the and then match. they start. If y'all ever decide to do that again, please let me know. I will train just for that special moment. Do you, do you, <laughs> he's he's raiding and he goes, "I'm Scorpion." Oh, he's raiding and we're, you know we're doing like this. And we're doing this. They're scooching he, forward. And he would go, he'd go, doo, 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 and I'd go, oh, oh, oh. and he goes, "I just remember something." And I went, "What?" So he sends me to the ropes, and I come back and he goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, the, "Do the Superman thing he does." <laughs> Did anybody yell "Whoopsie"? I think probably yeah, 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 yeah. Whoopsie, yeah. 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 it would say, it would be like finish him. Finish each other. It was so, but 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 please the, do that again, like a sequel. But the yeah, prob- we have but, to do but that the again. biggest thing that pissed every single every single expert in Georgia. Oh, oh, here it is. Off. The be all end all. Here we it is. Here like, it is. Okay, so we've got so we've got Scream. We've got Nintendo. We've got. Power Rangers. Ah! I had to tell you the Power Rangers in a second, we'll but no, no. Tell, tell them, tell them, tell them when so you had. We had, we had Taco Skywalker. Taco Skywalker. Yeah. Versus who was? No, it was you. Darth Popham. Darth, Darth Popham, and they had a lightsaber. With the battle ready lightsabers, the nice ones. And they had an entire wrestling match with force chokes and lightsaber choreography, and so. And then people were like, lightsabers don't belong in a wrestling ring. They're just disrespecting the business. Oh, Joe and PK. Joe and PK the whole time was like, those ropes must be made of something so special because the lightsabers won't go through and the I'm, ropes and stuff. And, I'm and sorry, everything. I'm sorry. Time out. I'm t- time out. I tell this joke every time we talk. But they, they bitched at us because we did lightsabers in the ring. And the people, and they put, and God rest his soul, Dusty Rhodes. I'm a huge American Dream mark, but Dusty Rhodes is a son of a bitch that said, "This is what we gonna do, Daddy. We gonna take forty men in a lethal lottery, but they gonna team up in tag team matches. The winners get to go into what's known as the Battle Bowl. Daddy. The Battle Bowl. And what happens in the Battle Bowl? There's two rings. Okay, real cool. You get thrown from ring two to ring one." You get thrown over the top rope, ring one, you're out. It's going to come down. It's going to be Sting and Lex Luger, Daddy. 
He's going to throw Sting out through the middle rope. Lex Luger's actually going to stand on the second rope and step over the top rope, walk to the floor, thus eliminating himself. But the referee won't say anything about it. Throw Sting back in. Sting wins. What does he win? Is it a title shot? Is it a championship? No. It's a battle bow ring, daddy. <laughs> That's all it is. It's useless. It ain't going to be nothing for a storyline at all. And they're, they're like, that, that's good. Battle Bowl, good. Battle Bowl, good. Lightsaber is disrespectful. That's bullshit. Yeah. Shockmaster, great idea. Lightsaber is not. Sid Vicious, world champion. Good idea. Lightsaber is bad. I don't understand the logic here. We, we did all the things that every wrestler in every locker room goof off and joke about and go, wouldn't it be cool to do? And we do it, and they hated us for well, it. We ended the first one, the first Dollar Mania, ended with a with a skit, a Power Rangers skit. We had uh, Phil, he was playing Brozilla. And uh, he... Oh, sh- sh- oops. So oops. He's a masked wrestler uh, from New- the sur- sewers of New Jersey, Brazil. Yeah. yeah, and he comes in. We filmed yeah. this thing. We yeah. filmed this thing. Yeah. Clint, where am I? You know, he's, he's coming to the office. Clint, I don't got a mask tonight. What are you talking? What's this? What's this? And he's like, and it has this. this don't uh, drink me drink. Yeah, this 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 thing course, is red drink says, don't drink me. And he's like, I don't care. And he just he starts drinking. He drinks, chugs it. Groom. And then all of a sudden, we put the sound effects in. He's like, Broom. and all of a sudden, you see the like the Power Rangers, the explosion. Nice. And all the shows. And then he turns into this Mecha Brozilla. He's and got on the out. Yoshi suit with his freaking masked head coming out with the giant hands, the giant feet, the giant tail. So we have like Jake. I think Jake played the Yellow Ranger as a joke. I'm marking the fuck out. They went. Here. They went. Bobby goes. Bobby goes. Let's buy the Power Ranger morph suits. Get larges and everything, and a medium and yellow ranger. Jake, be medium. Because I thought be they were the going to be the females. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the females. The yellow ranger was an Asian chick. Uh huh. <laughs> we had to go buy like running shorts colors to match because all of them were just like it was just like this knuckles. skin tight like this. <laughs> Dude, Did a just scene let it where show. who cares. Did a scene where, like, we had the little thing. Because, you know, on the, the show and everything, they had their little poses before they change. Of course. And Jake was had the little uh, the little heart thing hey, he had Jake's going on. And one and, guy's eating cookies. And one guy's eating a cookie. One guy gets thrown. The, the black guy, of course, gets thrown a, a basketball or a soccer hang ball. On, hang on. And we everything. did follow the trope, though, because we made Will Caution be the Black Ranger. Yeah, we had to. I mean, it you just might as well. And uh, Jimmy Lee was the uh, was the Pink Ranger. Which he didn't comes have to wear out because he had a skirt. Comes out. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. That would have been so much more comfortable. Comes out, and as soon as they hit the ring, the power in there, everybody was just going crazy. All the fans were just like, "Oh my god!" That was the first night we broke two hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. We had well over 200 people for Dollar no, Mania. In, in the Popham Athletics building? People were oh, yeah. yeah. Shit everywhere. Yes, that the would be a tight fit. wouldn't work anymore. You couldn't walk. Everybody's standing there going new. ape shit. Okay, three things. First, no one in this room would say they would not go see some shit like that. I would totally go see some shit like that. Second thing, the first tickets that we've bought for WrestleMania weekend in Dallas is to Kaiju Big Battle. <laughs> yes. The only, the only tickets we've bought so far. Okay. Third thing, the next time you do this, let us know because we're gonna have to figure out how to do like a live streaming podcast <laughs> from this shit. Because <laughs> we'll, we'll just fuck, I we'll can't fucking periscope if we have to and just pass. We'll the fucking, fucking make around. it work. Yes. So so dollar many ones in the books. Everybody hates us. What's new? Everybody so, hates you except for the people that were there oh because God. they all pissed their pants in excitement. So so then so dollar mania two. We're like, what are we gonna do? 
I got it. Let me tell the punch out thing because oh, hang it, on. It, let me get there. Okay. <laughs> Darmania two. We did a Super Smash Brothers Battle Royal. Yeah. And had like sixteen characters. It was yeah, Royal a, Rumble style. Royal Rumble style, where we had that we had to come up on the projector screen, new challenger approaching, you know, like on the game and stuff, and show the character come in, and then here they had to play their music and everything, their music from their game and stuff. Had Mario and Luigi start was, out at the, at the first two. I was Captain two. Falcon. My I made my suit out of a motorcycle helmet, which I painted a sick ass. And we still have it too. Um, I wore sunglasses. I bought, I bought women's leggings. Yes, go well, on. We have to. And but I mean it was it was like moose knuckle galore. It had to have been. It looked like a it looked like a deli counter. And well, they, they tied that ham tight. And I put on yellow socks and like 1940s yellow kitchen gloves that I had painted. So we did the Super Smash Brothers Battle Royal. You were Yoshi. You were Link. Yeah, I was I was Link. I did the, like the square uh, walking, like you know here, and then turn this way. <laughs> Turn this way. So, so then we're like, so we're like, well, let's just play it up on the Nintendo thing. And so we did. Uh, well, we did another Power Rangers. The Green Ranger came out, turned heel. Funny story. The Green Ranger. The I'm, yeah, exactly. he was. I'm Yellow Ranger. Oh, and Bob, so we get to the we get to the payoff. Where he's gonna, yeah, I'm so I'm. My God, Derek. Yes. <laughs> God Almighty. So I'm like, so we're sitting there celebrating. And I'm like, are you ready to turn? Are you ready to turn heel? And Bobby's going. I went, what are you doing? And Bobby goes, hang on. hang on. And he super kicked me, but he full on super kicked me oh. in the jaw. <laughs> yeah, the more suits are terrible. I couldn't see out of the costume. So then we, uh, so you tell him about Mike Tyson's punch oh, out. And then our, our, we had the, we brought the ninja thing back out again, but this time it was punch out. One of my all time favorite games growing up. Uh-huh. I can never beat it. We had this kid <laughs> named Keith Cage. And uh, at this point, he's really seventh, green, seventh, seventh really green. Grade yeah, the seventh grade oh, heartthrob. Right. He's with Will yeah, now. yeah, or yeah, Jamar. Um, well, that's he, really racist. They all look alike. Yeah, I'm sorry. Do you know what's bad is is I've mistaken ACH and and a bunch of people. AR Fox. For, yes, yes. Cedric with the production, I went and Cedric Benson. <laughs> like with the production this time, I went a little overboard this time because I actually did it to where. Uh, I had the stuff up like the like on the Nintendo screen had the you know, the versus screen and everything and I had it all up and had everything like pre pre made. What he did was he went to YouTube and took the video of somebody beating Punch Out in twenty minutes and just went superimposed it on our projector so it was Keith Cage. So Keith Cage, Keith Cage. He didn't he didn't think Mitch's gonna have to stand out there going and just punch and punch and punch. <laughs> For so, like twenty plus minutes. Now it's probably not more thirty minutes. It was like thirty, and people were just like, and people were starting to be like, okay, oh god, and so, that, and we could, couldn't, we couldn't cut it because it was already pre, it was pre-rendered. So and we, Keith Cage had to keep sitting out there, and then we get Pat. You were Super Macho Man, and he beat you, and then. Yeah. I had this. I had Tyson. this freaking three-minute promo, like three-minute build-up hype video of Mike Tyson on top of the uh, thirty minutes of him Holy getting out shit. there, and had Gentry come out, our announcer Gentry come out and play Mike Tyson and stuff. And so then, so then, like the night has gone, ugh, and we're in a, we're in a valley because everyone <laughs> had to sit through Punch Out. So <laughs> we've lulled hard at this point. So we're like, we had already planned to do this. Taco comes out there and wants to talk. And I'm on the mic trying to tell everybody thank y'all for coming 
out, night's over, right? So Taco's like, uh, oh, Mr. Commissioner. He's like, I want to. I got to say something. I was like, Taco, look, we're, we're trying to tell him goodbye. And he's a little bitty guy. We're trying to tell him goodbye, you know. I can't do that. But Mr. Clinton is like, you know what, Taco? Go stand in the corner. And, and I like, send him to the corner. Everybody's like, oh, oh man. And so I'm like, the, I'm sorry. So then I come out of the locker room. Big face at the time. He's our big face. I was the big baby. I'm in... <laughs> I'm in black pants, and they're, like, pulled up to here. Of course. And I've got a the white shirt on and Clint's leather jacket, and my hair slicked back. I walk in there, and I grab the microphone from him. And, okay. like, and the ladies, you can the hear. The ladies, you are, can they're hear. starting to rumble. You're like, whoa. And I went, I went. 200 people again. And 200 people, and I'm like, I don't remember. He was, I, I he said was the like, whole speech, but I went, I said the whole speech, but I went, nobody puts taco in the corner. <laughs> and it was yeah. just like, <laughs> <laughs> New panties everywhere. So, so we, yeah. so me and Taco danced the whole locker the room. The whole dancing thing, even with the spot up yes! and turned. He ran down Fuck the aisle. Yeah. The locker room comes oh. out dancing with us, and the fans hit the ring everywhere. Everybody's dancing, too. I had the time of my life. It was, and the whole time I'm going, this is not going to work. This is no. not going to work. This is not going to work. All, all of our hardcore indie wrestlers in the back, uh, bro, bro, brother, it's, 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 that's not going to work at all. That's not going to work. But who cares? They went but the, nuts. But the next night or the next day, there was another indie show, and one of our guys was there, and they were like, someone was like, hey, did they actually draw 200 last night? And he was like, yeah. And they're like, how are they doing it? And he was like, well, they're honestly doing everything that everyone tells them not to do. <laughs> and so we, we, as a company... We've made a thousand analogies that we're Nintendo and everybody else is Sony. That's Bobby's. But we are basically the nerdy girl that took her hair down and took her glasses off. And we're, oh, walk- we're walking into prom, and guess what? You don't get to dance with me. Damn. Yep. It's like, She's all that. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> Even better, we're going to go gritty because of the, where we started. Um, you guys work on commission, don't you? Pretty fucking woman. Yep. <laughs> we just did a poll on that. <laughs> We're just mm-hmm. talking about pretty woman. Do you think Vivian and Edward are still together? There's He's dead. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> she got everything. She got way everything. Go, way to go, Viv. She rode him till his hips broke and then he died. She just. You know the bad part it. is at this point she's probably putting all back up her nose and back on the streets. Probably. <laughs> she was a whore. You can take well, the whore off the streets. Can't take the street out of the whore. Before we get off of this subject, you've got to talk about Invisibo. Holy we, shit! How do we forget about Invisible? So, one of the, I think I, I'm sure I pissed everybody off with this one too. Well, Doctor Bad did. Um, I was sitting. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. So we I am the PG police. I used to do this thing before shows and at training where I'd be like, "Y'all want to see me work the Invisible Man?" And they'd be like, "Yeah." So I do a whole. Whole open, tackle drop down, leapfrog, hip toss, get up, all With that. nobody. With I mean, nobody. Just, nobody. Then there. I would go in, send him in, reverse, Bret Hart bump, roll over, kick out, get out, take German suplexes, take suplexes, blah, blah, blah. He's wrestling nobody. nobody. And so it got to the point where I was like. No, he's re- he's real. So I come when out. When he finally showed so up. So I come out there at a Dollar Mania, and I, I convinced Bobby, and I was like. I'm just going to be Dr. I said I was going to be Dr. Nasty. I'm going to wear scrubs and a Mr. Wrestling number 2 mask that's all white. And he's like, okay, yeah, that works. 
Well, Clint's like, you can't be Dr. Nasty. That's not PG. And I was like, so I'm Dr. Bad with two Ds. I'm Johnny B. Bad's, like, third cousin. And I come out, I'm, I'm a bad man. <laughs> um, so I come out there, and I'm like, I get on the microphone, and I I was like. Bornelia. Yeah, hello, Bornelia, Georgia. And I'm cutting this, you know, typical promo. And then I said, I'm, I want to fight this low-down yellow belly I've been chasing for years, blah, blah, blah. Bring him out. Well, they'd never seen Dr. Bad, so they're like, what are we in for? <laughs> so then the curtain. So the hang music. on, hang on, hang on. Bobby goes, what music do you want me to play for Invisibo? And I said, I don't know. I don't care. What do you think? And he goes, I got it. So I'm standing in the ring as Dr. Bad, and fucking Invisible Touch comes on. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear, bah, 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 and I'm just in the ring going, so we, Fuck. so we make the curtains open, and we got the fog. We got the so fog, so the curtains open. The fog comes out. He. Gets That's Doctor Bad. <laughs> That's so, so, then, yeah. so then Dr. we. So, yeah, I come out to Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi. So then we got refs like. Shadowing like being like, back up, back pushing up. the crowd back. Kids are trying to high five nobody that's there. Uh, like they're confused. They know there should like, be high fiving. But like, am I supposed to high five the, 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 the security? Or? So I work. I work the match. <laughs> I get superplexed off the top. I do everything. People were going banana. Well, I take the mic from the the ring announcer and I said, "He cheated. He cheated. He cheated." And I palm the mic like this and run to the locker room. And so I'm. St- it's wireless mic, so I'm standing in the locker room looking at the window, and they're like, so that was a hard-fought match, Invisible. What do you have to I, say about I, in, I interviewed Invisible. So he's like, what do you – What he's ring. like, so tell me about that. And, he's like, yes. and so I'm back there, like, looking through the window going, it was a very hard-fought match, but I'm very proud of myself for <laughs> – and just cut this whole promo. And the crowd was like, yeah. And then fucking goddamn coattail riding Bobby Popham, he's like, I'm going to go out there. And Nurse Blueberry. No, he's like, I'm going to go out there as McFly and lose a 24-7 belt to Invisibo. And I was like, what? I, I didn't care. Well, then a fucking frog, the referee's like, beats Invisibo for the belt without telling anybody. And we're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so then he came along as Nurse Blueberry. So he's got the my mask, but in all blue. And then Blue Scrubs. Still got the prize tags yes. on, and I did. I did the whole flare spot to myself. I shot myself in, went up and over the r- corner, came Climbed down, up, threw himself and then off. got thrown off. <laughs> and and then we did a th- we did a triple threat tag. Well, I almost killed myself. And he was the disorderly orderly. I was Doctor Bad. He's Nurse Blueberry. And so it was elimination tag, Survivor Series style. What? And he tried to go under to a DDT. I, thought, I was like, I'm going to DDT. And I get out and I myself in the sun, over, and literally I go, and it seemed like forever. How the hell do you DDT yourself? <laughs> Shit. And I just did. I went, fuck. And my neck goes, <laughs> and I went, I just broke my neck. <laughs> What'd you go under to? Like Superplex, I think. But but this was multiple Dollar Manias. We started like it. This was like by Dollar Mania 5, I believe. And, we, and this became our version of The Undertaker's Undefeated yeah, Streak. Because Invisibo... Invisibo his undefeated streak. He couldn't be beat because we'd come out and play off the streak. You know, so I got like I, he was three and zero, and then he was four and zero, and we I, just kept. I pile drove myself against the visible. <laughs> oh um, 
but the, but the best part was so it built up and built up to where I came out and apologized to Invisibo, and tagged with him against him and the disorderly orderly who couldn't be him because he was he was had PTSD from DDT in himself, <laughs> and so we worked this whole angle, and like me and me and Bobby do the double down, and I crawl. Or no, Invisible does a double down. It comes in and tags me off the hot tag, and I come running in, and I went, and I flared him, and I just turned around, and started stomping Invisible, and turned on Invisible, and the crowd popped for me to join forces with him, and then I turned <laughs> heel on to beat him, to beat him, and then like we we did like the shield power bomb and everything, and then he kicks out, and then we all three got on top of each other covering Invisible, and he kicked out, and he got up and like one of the things we do. Was that the point where we had to do the CPR in the middle of the ring? No, it was a different one. Okay, that was another one. It was supposed to be him, but he couldn't do it because he like, almost literally died. Shoot, died, and no one gives a shit. Um, <laughs> so we had someone else fake. Someone faked a heart attack in the ring, and we're standing there. And the ref goes, you're a doctor. And we're like, it's like, we need, no, you got to go, we need a doctor. Yeah, we're, 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 we need a doctor. And they're like, you're a doctor. And we're like, so we're giving him CPR. <laughs> And then, like, we got down. It's Invisibo now. They're giving Invisibo. No, it was, it was Hollywood. Oh, it was Hollywood. Was it? It was oh, Hollywood. that's right, that's right, that's right. So we bend over and we're like, and then he thumbs us in the eyes <laughs> and tags Invisibo, who comes in and clearing his house on the hot tag, and beats us. So we've never, we still, Invisibo's still undefeated. Yeah, he's like 8-0 no now. He's like 8-0. No. And he ha- we have the whole Invisible family. We have, like, 8-foot Invisible. We got Invisibo. a big 8-foot Invisible, too. <laughs> <so we got laughs> about that tower size Power she Ranger. got beat by the Red Power Ranger. <laughs> How did she end up with the title? Not that girls can't have titles. I'm just curious. What a Where sexist, misogynistic pig. That's the character that I play I have to deal with this well, all the time. Well, we, How did this bitch get a title? Hey, hey. Oh, you just working, brother? Yeah. Okay. Brother. Um... Who does she beat? Jack. She's got a Oh, yeah. Jack. Well, okay. Okay. Story. Of course, the 24-7 title, any any smart mark will know the 24-7 title is based on the, the Crash Holly angle, the, the hardcore 24-7 title back in 03. Uh, we brought the 24-7 title, and it was it was strictly a joke. It was strictly a joke just to give us another thing for everybody to get pissed because off about. It, it's a UFC middleweight it's, championship. Yeah, I bought it. With, Chad with, Silva. Chad Silva come up to me and is like, Hey, bro, I got this uh, USC belt that my dad uh, gave me because uh, we used to do the backyard stuff, and my dad thought we needed a belt. So, and he looked, and I looked at, it and I was like, "That's a USC belt." And he's like, "Yeah." My dad didn't know the difference between USC and WWE, <laughs> and I was like, "He's like, you gonna sell? He's like, I'll sell you this belt." And I'm like, "How much?" And he's like, "120 bucks." And I was like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> so I ended up giving, I think I ended up giving him like 70 bucks, and then I said, "I'll give you the other 50 later," and I never did. Sorry, Chad. And um, but I got the He's belt, and well. here we go. And I was like, let's just make this the twenty four seven belt. Let's just make it the dang twenty four seven where everybody's got to defend it. Whoever's got it, whatever. And um, we we went and got mailbox letters. <laughs> and, That's what that is. Okay. and Shane, one of our security guys, he made the belt. Like Shane was really good at making belts too. Um, yeah, no, he went and got the twenty. And it's like twenty four seven, and uh. Because I was like, we can't just use the UFC belt. we got to kind of decorate it a little bit. So he goes and gets mailbox letters. So we, we, we bring it in. And like I said, it was a joke. It was just another joke and everything. And uh, we had a, a match to where the whole the whole night was someone chasing the belt. And McFly had it at one point. Then eventually Curtis Coleman got it. And then Zach Daniels was the commissioner at the time. 
and Zach took it from Curtis and threw it away. Well, so yeah. So after that, uh, for a long time, so it was gone for a long time. And then all of a sudden, I was just like, man, let's just bring back the twenty four seven belt. And then Jack, so we did an angle where Jack Stryker is fishing through trash, (laughs) and he finds the belt, and he's got the belt. He comes out bragging about how he has the belt, and then all of a sudden. Uh, uh, Nicole Jackson comes out, rolls him up, gets the belt, and then she had the belt, and that's how she got it and everything. Now, now the Red Ranger has it because she had it for a while. I mean, you know, having that belt for a while is actually a feat in itself, you know. But uh, Jack, um, Red Ranger got it, and then he's still got, it, as far as I know, he's off. Uh, you know, he's off fighting aliens and stuff. What he's making. He's being Jake uh-huh. over here. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, but if you go on our YouTube channel, which is. Uh, YouTube.com slash OSWA Entertainment. We actually did a whole video of um, a, a, a night in the O that was a whole series where the, the 24-7 belt got got taken in in our in our bathroom. A, a car ends up winning it. And then we bring the car into the arena the next show. And and they the guy had to beat the car for the title. Chad, but we like... Chad that talked Chad about that when he was on here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chad Wood. Chad Wood, when they were coming to work, he was like, I just want to tell you because I'm talking to him. You know, when outside talent comes, they call me. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, I just want to tell you that the night at the O is the most amazingly awesome thing I have ever seen. And we loved it. You have to. You guys need to. You need to. What's YouTube again? Say it again. Say it again. OSWA Entertainment. Search all that one one all one word. OSWA Entertainment. Search a night at the O. It's like twenty minute video, short film. Um, you search that in YouTube and not Google, right? Because you don't ever know what you might get. You search a night at the O. Exactly. That's true. Yeah, you have to go on YouTube. Search uh, OSWA Entertainment. Um, not at the O. Like I said, it was just we wanted to do a night at the O two, but we haven't really got together to be able to do it. But uh, I'm trying to fi- well, I'm trying to figure out how we're going to top how we're going to top a car winning the winning belt. The belt, I mean, really, you know. And then, then of course, the car uh, the car passed away a little while ago, and we were going to do a memorial for it. What he what? Did yeah, Jimmy yeah, Lee? He, Jimmy he Lee pulled beat right him. in. He pulled right Joey in, Ferry and uh, yeah, defended yeah. the belt. But yeah, every work on one night in April. Oh god, oh, god yes. Yeah. <laughs> but everything, everything that we like, like they said, everything we do, it, it's it's almost like we have no filter when it comes to this stuff. I'll try anything. Like I said earlier, I'll I'll try anything, and I'm not afraid to try. And it. we've done stuff that we failed. We've done stuff oh, yeah, that we we're like yeah. looking at each other like, man, I thought that was gold. They hated that. Wow. But There's we. No way to know. Exactly, well, and and you can say it's it's bad for the business and it's this and it's that, but I'll be honest, we got the classiest fans. I mean, half of our fans are we've got attorneys and doctors and business owners and and we always yeah, and we always fill the building up, and the only people that hate us are other wrestlers. We've had we've even had fans that come in and said, "Y'all are a little too PG for me," but I love the stories. We've never had a fan come in and just go, "Oh, this is a piece of crap." The only people that have ever gone after us are other promotions that have never that have never seen the never show. been inside the building. But they 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 know everything from their comfort or their own keyboard. Well, that's what I was about to say. Oh, because you're just fans. Well, as a fan podcast, we appreciate just about anything as long as you try and put an effort to it. We'll pre- we'll like just about anything as long as, as well, if you put an effort, right? 
if you put in effort, it's what I'm talking about. The worst part, we didn't even bash it. Nope. Like, we just It just wasn't match of the night. The work, the work didn't click with the crowd. Nah. Yeah, we've had those. Let me well, explain something real quick. But what do we You know, know when that happens? You have you don't have match of the night when you plan out. You take, all right, here's what's going to happen. We're circling around the ring three times. Take two steps towards me. I'm going to back off, okay? Sell, sell, sell. Hot, get your fire. Come back up. Lock up. Ooh, I got out of it. Come back. I'm going to plan out every single step of this match from start to finish. And then you get out there, and you get halfway through your opening spot, and the crowd is just, like, bored to death. And you that there's a there's this mindset now where it's just like they're not buying into what I'm doing. They'll buy into it 19 spots from now when uh you super kick me, I sell, kick out at one, get up, send me into the ropes, follow me right in, duck my line, do this really long drawn out stupid spot that makes no sense. When well, the last time me and you worked and I was I had just lost the belt. So I'm still, you know, in theory psychologically I'm a big dog. Who'd you lose against? Ah, uh, some green-haired crazy son of a bitch. That's not the point. <laughs> I think I've seen that green-haired crazy son of a bitch wrestle. Mm. I'm sorry that you had to witness that. <laughs> but So we go out there. So I'm still top dog. Me and Clint work. He goes, and Clint's all nervous because Clint's my daddy and I'm his baby. And we get out. Like, we're standing in the... the no. Nah, we're standing in the tunnel. He's like, he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like... I don't know, let's just wrestle. So we get out there, and it's just one of those things. It's a beautiful thing about the business that you can get out there, and me and Clint, are we're not even talking. And, like, I take him in the corner to send him in. He's like, he's like, reverse me, I'm going to put my boot up. And I was like, I was already going to call that to you. And then, like, <laughs> and then like he'll, he was just beating the piss out of me, and he'd cover me and pull me up, so he's just jobbing the shit out of me. Which goes back to, do I care about losing? No. So, But I did win that match by kicking him in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's but, how I would have Classic yeah. kick, kick. But people won't have match of the night because they're like, I got to get to my triple power bomb that you kick out of and stand up and with, win with a running boot to the face because that's your finisher versus getting out there and feeling what the crowd wants. Like when I worked Rod, we did a spot where I did like the Seth Rollins powerbomb. Well, I'm sorry. That's too new school. I'm too old school for that. I like to call it the Kurt Angle powerbomb in the corner because <laughs> right. I pull my straps See, down first. There you go. Take the straps off. <laughs> you know, serious business when the come out. Yeah, yeah. So, so I him into the corner, and he goes, he's just like, boom. And he settles down. And the ref's backing me off. Shane is his manager sliding in the ring, screaming at me to stop. And, like, Shane's fighting back tears, and the crowd's spitting at me. <laughs> and I'm just like, we had another thing to go to, but I was just like, whatever. This is more, like I said, a wow, emotional bad. investment makes it good. Yeah. All right, yeah. guys. This is like, we, we got to wrap it up. But tell Make people. Man. This is going to be a two-episoder. Tell people when episode. and where they can come to an OSWA show. You can find OSWA if you want to follow us online. We're at facebook.com slash OSWA Entertainment, OSWA Entertainment.com. We run every first, third, and fifth Saturday at 205 Commerce Parkway, Cornelia, Georgia, 30531. I know. Um, it's, it's Sometimes your GPS will lead you to the wrong place, but we're found in Popham Athletics Building. Um, our GPS got us there, but for like when you're coming over the hill, you don't see anything, and you're like, "Where are Dude, we like, going?" Like, yeah, oh, so it kind of looks like you're going. I'm like, I don't see shit. It looks like you're going nowhere, but 
just keep going. Yeah, when we when the building was first built, it was built in 2003. There was nothing around, and now businesses have kind of started coming in there. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's kind of in a hole. But once you know where it's at, it's mm-hmm. it's very hard, easy to find. And ask mm-hmm. most anybody in town. Yeah, I try, I try to keep my name out there and stuff. Since I do martial arts, I mean, a lot of people know me by that. But, um, you know, like I said, wrestling is the weekend stuff, is the fun stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I told, and I always, I like to say this real quick before we go. Um, I, you know, I told these guys when, you know, when we started, you know, there was only two things I wanted, you know. I, there was two rules I had to start the, the show, and that was not not need the money and to, uh, and to have fun. Yeah. And I think we do both those. And I told them, as like, as soon as one of those changes – I'm done, you know. Book shows. It's it's we talked about this real quick. A lot of shows and this is what I'm calling them out. A lot of shows in the business are all about the money. They're all about how many people can we get? How many people at the gate because and it's because they're bound by that. They have to put they have to put people in the seats to force people to go in the seats because they pay these people an ungodly amount of money to to you know, to do whatever, to wrestle whatever. You know, I, I like to feel like the OSW is the opposite of that. Every time I don't. I've I've not made a dime yet off the OSW. And what I mean by that is not I've not made a profit. But every time we we make something, I reinvest it because I'm out to build a company. I don't. You know, I told people I didn't want to be just some show that runs a couple times a month just for the heck of it. I I want to reinvest and keep reinvest because that's what business is. You have to run it like what? You got to run it like a business. And and we've talked about ourselves a lot tonight, but let me tell you something. All of our guys, the new guys like Tower and Wood are really new to us and their family. Uh, Robin Wood covers our butt in the background, takes care of the money, takes care of us in the back room. Um, it, the referee, I mean, it really is a group effort. Um, the gym that you guys saw, the ring has to move out of the way. We have to roll the mats back out. We have to, It's a two-and-a-half, three-hour process just to break down after the show every night and we've got guys that from South Carolina that will stay for two and three hours and help the OSWA. It's a group effort. We kick everybody else's ass because we're not hired guns. We're, we're, a, we're a home guard. Well, then the, real quick, the, the other thing is the reason I think that we have a good formula and why we work and why we're better is because we've got such a great group of guys from top to bottom. We got Brandon Todd, who's easily the best referee. Brandon's the best. Lee is amazing. Jason's great. Jason just showed he's one what your buddy? Yeah. He's Clint's friend, showed up, wanted to be a referee. Jason just boom, catches on to it like a duck to water. But for even further than that, like I said before, we're a family. And so there have been times where we have had shows and we've been like, Oh God, so and so doesn't have a match. That's fine. Put Jimmy Lee in a mask. And he'll work as El Diablo de Polo, the devil chicken. <laughs> and Jimmy's like, Jimmy's like, yeah, I'll do it. Okay. But we make, we make sure everybody's taken care of. And sometimes it may not feel that way. But w- we three have racked our brains and worked 40-plus hours extra on top of our regular everyday lives to make sure people are taken care of because it's a family. And, but most importantly overall, it's fun. And that's that's one of the things that you in this business, you can get really really burnt out working people, and that's why I harp on the people that call everything from start to finish, because then it feels like a job. Then it feels like if I screw up, I'm screwed up. I suck. Where if you go out there and feel it, and you can become your character, and you can 
play off the fans and give them what they want, rather what you want them to see, which is a bad thing to do, it's it's more fulfilling and it's more fun and it feels more real and it feels more enjoyable than it does to just go to work and do the same old monotonous stuff. Yeah, it goes back to being a job um, versus having fun. Uh, I know a lot of promotions are very strict on what they allow their workers to do. It's like you don't go out there and say, come on, let's go, or you won't get paid tonight. You know, we're, you know, we still keep everything in a structure, of course. We don't let people just go out there and do whatever they want because, God forbid, that happened. But we do allow them. We won't, we, we're constantly encouraging the workers, all the workers we have, to give us ideas. We tell them, of course, don't, you know, if we don't get butthurt if we don't use one of your ideas because we've had that happen before, you know. But we do give them freedom uh, to be who they want to be, you know. It's like I think Chad Wood said that, you know, he – he gets to be who he wants to be, you know. Uh, um, uh, Ink Ink, um, what's his name, the one that retired? Johnny Psycho. Johnny Psycho. He come out and did retirement speech on YouTube. You can check it out. He, oh, you know, so he said the one thing he loved about the OSWA is the fact that we allowed him to come into the locker room and be him. You know, we didn't try to dress him up in a dog and pony. You know, he was – he was a badass, you know. I'd love and I'd love to have Johnny Bro, Psycho PG? back up there as a. Oh yeah, sorry, PG. Oops, sorry. Fuck me, I'm sorry. I'd love you know, and I'd love to have Johnny Psycho come up. You know, I'd love to have him. You know, he's retired now. You know, he hurt. He got an injury, but we'd love to have Johnny come back up and and kind of do some showcase matches if he ever was you know able to do it. You know, we allow people to be who they want to be because I want to be. If I want to be a time traveler, I'm going to be a time traveler. If I want to be a medieval knight that is. Half the locker room scared of, and that's what I'm going to do. But you know, that's you know, I think when people when people get close to what's real, uh, they 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 tend to act better. They can act it a lot better when they're playing something that they're comfortable with. So, I think what we can tell by just sitting with you tonight is that you definitely care and put a lot of thought into what you do. And I, as fans, I think we definitely appreciate that. And you guys got to come back. We, you guys got to come back. No doubt. We'll, listen, if y'all y'all come back and and I'll get, oh, we'll I'm get, looking forward to Dollar Mania right now. <laughs> but we'll 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 even talk to Robin and see if Bobby maybe set y'all up in a VIP and y'all can put up a banner and we'll, we'll hook y'all up. Y'all come y'all come back down and really. We'd enjoy appreciate the show. that. So um, follow us online at uh, Twitter and Instagram at Sad Podcast. Like us on Facebook. How can we find you guys online? Your personal accounts, anything like that. Well, um, we've got obviously got twitter.com slash uh, the underscore OSWA at the underscore OSWA. Facebook.com slash OSWA Entertainment. Obviously, YouTube.com slash OSWA Entertainment. All that kind of stuff. Um, You are at Who's Robert Popham, right? Yeah, Twitter. I never use it, though, but it's at Who's Bobby Popham because... You've got a great who's Bobby Popham. Thank you, yeah. the Home Alone picture. Yeah, who's Bobby Popham? That you know, it's at who's Bobby Popham, and then of course Alpha McFly at Alpha McFly, um, Facebook Bobby Popham slash wrestling page. I do all my wrestling business on that because I do actually have other businesses, so I use one for personal. But check out my fan page, Bobby Popham wrestling page. <laughs> Double fist in it. Pause. Um, let's see. I'm on. I'm on. Uh, Facebook, I have a wrestling page that's Jake Hughes Wrestler. I think it's Jake Hughes Dash Wrestler. Jake Hughes Dash Wrestler. Yeah. On well, Facebook. my my okay. Twitter for my wrestling page is Jake Hughes at Jake Hughes OSWA. All right. I actually had to search out to apologize for fucking the name 
Yeah, God damn it. Um, we'll get it right. Don't worry. You want to follow my personal account? It's at capped, C-A-P-T, Duber, D-O-O-B-E-R. I also made a promise to t- let Chad Wood know that he is my bottom, and I want everybody to know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everybody deserves a good bottom. He is a power bottom. <laughs> All right, Johnny Walker, where can we find you? <laughs> I do smoke signals. And cans with string. Johnny Walker is, uh, you can find him on Facebook. He has a page, The Highlander Johnny Walker. Um, and I'm pretty sure for some reason your old decrepit dumbass made your Twitter at Johnny Walker, O-S-W-A, but you spell Johnny Walker normally J-O-H-N-N-I-E like the liquor, but your Twitter is J-O-H-N-Y. Like some fucking asshole would spell Johnny then. Twitter does limit you. That's why we're the sad podcast. Um, you can follow my personal account on Instagram and Twitter at Derek Lawson, D E R R I C K L A W S O N. April, where can we find you? You always do at the end of the show, right? Yeah. Uh, you can, did you do the sad podcast? Twitter? My ins- Jake Hughes' Instagram is also at Cap Duber. All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sultry Trapezoid or on Instagram at April is Missing Scoot. Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram at T H E S C O O T 3 R. And Doug. All right, thank you guys once again for being thank on Thank you podcast. so much for having us. Everyone go to OSWA. I promise you will not be disappointed. And we, well, you may be disappointed after hearing our fucking sailor mouth all night and then see us do a PG show for <laughs> the love for the Listen, children. Listen, the best PG show I've ever been to, hands down. Um, all right, so we'll see you guys next week. Good night. <laughs> I can direct videos, man. I can direct videos. There's no problem. <laughs> pout, baby, pout, pout. Come on, baby, give me all you got.
That was fantastic. Wasn't it fantastic? Great. It was really fantastic. <laughs>